You're listening to the Max Level Podcast for May 14th, 2018. For the definitive version of the show, be sure to listen using your favorite podcast app of choice. On today's show, the crew discusses the Nintendo Switch online service, a bunch of E3 2018 news, including our kickoff to the predictions with our third party predictions. All that in the usual segments on this episode of the Max Level Podcast. On with the show. So it's crazy, dude. You know how like they do Christmas in July sometimes. But yeah. so in a, in a town here in, in Medina earlier today, they had a bunch of Santa Clauses at the square. And there's in, in Medina, there's this really famous uh, and, and it's actually getting traction a lot of places it's called Castle Noel um, and it's basically like a big Christmas museum like the big slide from a Christmas story is at Castle Noel and a lot of people come to Medina to to see Castle Noel and to go there they actually have like an alien putt-putt golf course there as well it's really cool it's a cool place but uh, they must have been doing something to promote it there but it's only May you think they would have held that off for like July or something like that I don't know get the hell out of here with this Christmas in July crap I don't want to hear Christmas music until November I I listen to Christmas music sporadically throughout the year. You never do. Never. Last Christmas you I gave, gave you my heart. heart. <laughs> I hate that song, by the way. I hate that song, by the way. That's one of my no. least favorite Christmas songs. No my favorite Christmas song is? What's that? Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Really? Just say a prayer. <laughs> that one, yeah. With the... I like I like basically anything by Bing Crosby. I don't know. Oh, dude, that is a that's a good one. Uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Yeah. Peace on earth. Anything by any anything by Bing Crosby. I like I just I I am I actually listen to Bing Crosby regularly. Like not even just Christmas music, but like just his catalog of music. Uh, him, Frank Sinatra, and um, uh, Dean Martin are the three that I listened to from back that era. That music in general. We actually have a supermarket out here, uh, Uncle Giuseppe's, and obviously you've heard of that. Of course. Uncle Giuseppe, where uh, every Sunday they have like a Tony Bennett guy in there and he sings like all the classics. Yes, of the you've, actually, you've actually told me that. Yes. Um, no, it's just crazy. I don't know. Like one of my guilty pleasures when I used to play Warcraft would be when I was out doing quests and stuff or just farming. I would legit put Bing Crosby's like Christmas hits on and just farm in Warcraft to Christmas music. And I, I, I do that still sporadically throughout the year. So uh, you know, what, what a good role model. When his kids were acting up, he'd smack them around. <laughs> <laughs> The way things should be done. All right. Hello and welcome to another edition of Max Level Video Game Podcast found right here at Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always this week by the self-proclaimed king of Long Island, Frank. Ho, ho, ho. There you go. Getting into that Christmas in May spirit. <laughs> Special shout out to Dance with the Dead for allowing us to use their music for Glow this week. Everyone absolutely needs to go check these guys out, support their music. They can be found on Bandcamp, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, pretty much everywhere. Check them out. You will not be disappointed. We got a fun episode this week, I think. We got a fun episode this week. Uh, so let's move right, right into what we've been playing over the past seven days. I know you only have one game. I have a ton, though. And I actually played more games than I can actually talk about. So once again. I promise this will be the last week I talk about this game exclusively okay. because I because Brian literally heard me do it. I literally did the last thing I feel like I need to do in this game. Yep. 
Well, no, you have one more thing to do. There's one more thing to do. It's going to be a pain in the butt. And we can't. Uh, and and, and what, what sucks about you talking about God of War each and every week now is that really what you're doing, you have to be very, very generic because you're actually deep into spoiler content now. And it's not to the point where we can actually spoil the game. It hasn't been out long enough yet. The things I'm doing are hidden achievements. You don't even know. You can't even think that that, that far outside the realm of possibility. Right. Uh, but yes, uh, I have one last thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I can close the chapter on God of War for a while until they release the DLC. Fingers crossed. Come on. I don't know if they will. I don't know if they will. I, I re- And I really don't think they should. They because shouldn't. With, with that hidden ending that they set up, I think they should just really start working on the second game or God of War, whatever it's going to be. Like if they if because. I don't want that to be DLC content. I want that to be a full game. If that if yes. that got released as DLC, that would be disappointing to me. So I don't know. We we never know, but please, separate game. I would love another adventure because mm-hmm. I've enjoyed every second of this one so far. Right. I will say, though, if they do the Horizon Zero Dawn route where they release like the Frozen Wilds for HCD was like 12 hours long. If they did a 12 hour story expansion for God of War, I'd be OK with that because that's legit the length of an old God of War game. And you know me, a, a 12 hour expansion will still take me about 45 hours to play because I'm going to explore every section of it. Exactly. Exactly. Not me, but uh, definitely you. <laughs> hey, it's so, my style. Like I said, thankfully, we got a lot of games coming out soon. So we do. We do. We do. This, 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 this one game a week thing will be will be snapped pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know what happened. We, we've definitely picked up traction over the past couple of weeks where I've just we've just been getting bombarded with with games and code sent from publishers and developers. So it's been it's been kind of crazy, uh, but it's been kind of nice at the same time because it's been, you know, it's it's been a dry spell for us getting things early. So. <laughs> Um, it, it's kind of nice actually getting back into the uh, the swing of things. But what I do want to ask real quick, though, being generic as possible, what are you still working on in God of War? Like, what are you doing? Um, a certain hidden character I have to fight. Okay. That's pretty much all you can say, right? Yeah. That's it's about as generic and humanly possible as I can go. That's about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, that, that and um, the killing of Odin's ravens, which is not a big surprise. That's, no. And that, how many have you done? 29. Okay, I I had twenty. I had like thirty two when I finished the game. So, I haven't used. I haven't used the guy no. at all. These are all just badly. So obviously you you peeped a couple. I didn't say. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's 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 probably a few that I that I that I've seen uh, elsewhere uh, that that you missed. Um, but I do think the Odin's Ravens are going to be something you have to use a walkthrough for. Probably, but I've gotten this far in the game without having to look anything up. So. Yeah. I want to go I, once I get my tap out point. I'll do that, and that's just so I can get the platinum. Did that's you find that last shrine? Because we we mentioned it last week on on the podcast. So we said we talk off air. We kind of forgot to talk off air. Yeah. It was behind a giant gate that I can't believe I missed it. I bet that's the one I was thinking of. Is the one where you actually couldn't couldn't dock on, and you actually had to walk through it around like a hill and stuff. Like you actually couldn't take a boat to that to that gate. No, I I could have been there the whole time. I just had, I never actually explored it. Uh, the stone shores. Okay. Okay. Which opens up a whole extra area of the map that I didn't go to. But is it the one that starts with a V? Yeah, Vanaheim. Why wow, you haven't been there yet? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> wow, dude, I did that within like the first five hours of the game. You totally can, but yeah, I didn't. there's there's a whole bunch of actual um, there's oh not a whole bunch there's, there's, quite, there's two, there. two side quests over there. There's two side quests over there. Um. Yeah. No. That's crazy. It's funny because uh, one one of our regulars in the in the Twitch chat, Dark Gamer, uh, he the when we, when I was playing that game, he actually's like, "Hey, I found this area. I don't even know if you've been there yet." He's like, "Open up your map," and I didn't. He's like, "Oh wow, you've been there already." I was like, "Wow, you just realized you just found that place." So he's did the same thing you did. So it's, like, 
totally missable to the point that I didn't find it until post game. Which is crazy because I found it in the first five hours. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's there to be seen, Brian. It's it is. There to be seen, but I just, it is. No, that's what I think is crazy that like, I don't know. Some people, some people, it's just crazy how some people play the game differently. I don't know. It's cool. I And I was exploring every inch of this map. How it maybe every time I went to it, I must have boat, rode my boat a different way. Right. It's nuts. It's yeah. cool. Like, like I said, but the fact that I can miss a whole, an entire big section of the map. Right. was pretty it's pretty damn cool. <laughs> yeah, it's just crazy. Um, but that's all you've played, huh? That's all I played. Thankfully, okay. you made up for my deficit, so. Yeah, I've got seven games I can talk about, but I've played 11 this week. Um, so there's four games that I still cannot talk about yet. Uh, I should be able to talk about them next week. If, I, if I'm remembering correctly, I should be able to talk about the other four games next week. Um, and I'll actually probably play some of them on, on Twitch as well this 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 coming up week. Uh, first game I want to touch on real quick. I played some more Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep this past week. Um, I am at the end of Tara's story. So he's the first third of the game. Because in, in Birth by Sleep, you have Terra, you have um, you have Ventus and you have Aqua. And you have to do all three of their playthroughs to get the full story of the game. And then after you do all three, there's like a hidden chapter or story that unlocks after you do all three of their, their playthroughs. Uh, they happen concurrently. So like when Terra's story is going on, Aqua's story is going on, Ventus's story is going on. So there are crossovers. So like in Terra's story, you do see Aqua, you do see Ventus at times. And like when you play through those character stories, you kind of cross over and you'll see things that you've already seen. But that's how you get the full picture of the story of what's going on. So I, I really like that mechanic of, of Birth by Sleep. Like I said, I, I say this all the time. I really feel like Birth by Sleep should have been a numbered Kingdom Hearts game. It should have been Kingdom Hearts 3 and we should be waiting for Kingdom Hearts 4 to release. Um, but as someone pointed out to me in Twitch when I was playing this game, the reason it's not a numbered game is because you don't play as Sora and Kingdom Hearts is technically Sora's story. And, 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 and I get that. I just think that it's crazy that because Birth by Sleep is crucial to the lore of Kingdom Hearts. Like if you haven't played Birth by Sleep, you are missing out on a lot of foundations to what makes what makes the world of Kingdom Hearts Kingdom Hearts. Um, so if, if you've never played that game, you're missing out on a lot of things. And that's why I feel like it should have been a numbered game, because I think people skip side games sometimes like they'll some people only play numbered games. And I think it's dumb to have such a important game be technically a quote unquote side game. That just makes no sense to me. Uh, Dream Drop Distance, totally skippable. Chain of Memories, totally skippable. 358 and a half days, totally skippable. But Birth by Sleep is not skippable. So I don't know. It's crazy. Maybe they'll introduce it in the movie somehow. They need to. They do. They need to or something. They need to uh, or or just, you know, have it included like in Kingdom Hearts 3 as like, you know, previously in Kingdom Hearts, you know, so how like Yakuza does things where they, you know, they'll they'll do like a lore catch up if you've never played any of the Yakuza games before. Uh, I think that'd be smart of them to do. Of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I played Murderous Pursuit this past week. Murderous Pursuit is that game we've seen on a previous episode of Game Oracles where you basically it's it's one V however many. I think it could be to find out who the NPC is. Yep. The... Yep. That's exactly it. So um, you, you are trying to well, you're trying to find people and people are mimicking NPCs. Okay. So so you're you, you're going around and you you know, there's these little 
vantage points where you go in and stand and that's where your character will like mimic NPC movements. Like, okay, you walk up to the painting and they start looking at the painting like the other NPCs mimicking the motions or you can walk up to the bar and they'll start drinking like an NPC. And, and basically when you start the game, you have a target and you have to find your target before your target finds you. And you're basically trying to kill one another. And you have like a little thing on the top of your screen. It'll say like your target is close by or, you, you know, your target is a floor above you. Your target is a floor below you. Your target's on the same floor. So like it gives you a general idea of where your target is. Um, and the, the little radar thing like will say like you follow it around and then when it gets bigger, that means your target's close by. So you're kind of looking for clues and then you start scanning around trying to find out, okay, who's potentially doing something different that an NPC wouldn't do. But there's more than just you and that person on the map. So there's other people on the map and other hunters, they're called. Other hunters can kill you. So they they won't get as many points because you're not their target, but they can still kill you and get some points. So you, you could be trying to find your target, but then someone else will come by and be like, oh, you're not a you're not an NPC and they'll snipe you. And then you'd basically have to start over. Uh, I, I played it for like an hour on Twitch. It's not a good Twitch game. I was hoping it would be a good Twitch game and I wanted it to be fun, but it was kind of monotonous and almost boring because a lot of the game is spent standing around trying to be an NPC. So it's definitely not as exciting to to view on Twitch. And actually, True, yeah, it's not too fun to watch someone just sit there. Yeah. Shout, shout out. Shout out to our regular dark gamer again. He's like, you know, he's like, this is what seems like an interesting game, but he's like, just not something that I would want to sit around and watch all the time. I was like, I get that. It's not something I want to sit around and play all the time. So. Shout out to Skyward Sword while we're at it. Oh, no, he sucks. <laughs> um, but no, Murderous Pursuit, I'm definitely going to play it a little bit more because I, I do think it's an interesting concept and I, I, I want to get good at the game. Uh, and I mentioned this on Twitch. I think this game would be a blast if it was all friends playing the game together. Like if okay. it was like if it was me, you, Sean, Justin, Dark Gamer, a couple other people like Jessica, maybe if there was all of us in this game. I don't know if Jessica would like this game. That's why I left her out. But um, I, all these people sitting around that know each other play in this game. I think that would be good times because then obviously, you know, we'd all just be joking around. There'd be it'd, it'd just be fun. And it would just I don't know. It'd be chaos, so to speak. But uh, when, when you're playing with randoms or bots, because the, the I, I will say the community in this game is not strong. So a lot of the a lot of the spots do get filled with bots uh, when, when you're playing with bots or people that you don't know. It's just not as fun. I did check out Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on the Switch. Okay. I don't know. I, mean, I, don't, know, I don't know if you had. To, I don't know if you had a chance to pick it up yet. Not yet, but like I said, God of War is over, so everything's yeah. coming soon. <laughs> I am on World Two, and I forgot how challenging this game is. Oh, is it hard? This game's hard. You never played Tropical Freeze on the on the Wii U. It was on the Wii U. No one played it. I did. Yeah. Well, you're one of like seven people who had a Wii U. No, Tropical Freeze is considered one of the best games on the Wii U. Uh, Tropical Freeze is amazing. I the game is challenging. Yeah, the game is very challenging. Uh, it, it gets a lot harder as you go, too. So I don't know. I just it, it's different because I play so many things at once. And obviously with the uh, what the switch controls are obviously always reversed, like the ABXY is different than the square triangle or AB on a, on a PC controller. So it always takes me like an hour or so to adjust when I switch to the switch, switch to the switch. Uh, when I when I do that, it always takes me a little bit of time to adjust 
But then I don't know, man, I just I must have been having an off day when I did play it because I kept like making mistakes or I would I would kept. OK, so there's a couple stages where you're riding on a rhinoceros, you know, a staple in Donkey Kong Country type games. Uh, and he's running through a running through a level. And I would always keep instead of jumping the rhinoceros, I would jump my character because it's a different button. Aww. And I would jump off the rhinoceros and just lead to my death every single time. Like I did that like five times in a row and I just could not ingrain it into myself like, OK, I am pushing the wrong button. But I just could not stop. Like it just was muscle memory kept pushing that button. So I, I had to take a I had to take a breather. I had to walk away from the game. I haven't been back since, but I am gonna I am gonna complete the game. But I had to give it some time to, you know, purge my system of it because I, I definitely want to go back in with a fresh experience because I love this game. Uh, I just was having an off day when I played this game. Fantastic game though. Absolutely love Tropical Freeze. Couldn't recommend it. Couldn't recommend it enough. It's definitely it was probably the best game on the Wii U. It's one of the best games on the Switch right now. This game is great. I really hope you pick it up. Eventually. I did check out a new game briefly called RP Golf. Uh, it's very much like Golf Story. I actually saw your playthrough of that on uh, Twitch. Yeah, my my attempt of a playthrough. Yes. So 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 here <laughs> so here's what happens with RP Golf. A fun game. Fun game because I did play it off stream. But when I tried to stream it for whatever reason, OBS does not pick up the game. So OB like the game captures an OBS. But the animations do not. <laughs> so like I was watching myself on my my, you know, my laptop. I always have my my stream pulled up so I can see if there's buffering issues or if I'm stuttering or, you know, if I need to restart the stream. I always have my stream pulled up on my laptop and I'm sitting here playing the game and I look over and notice that the animations aren't happening. But like I look in OBS and the animations are happening. So for whatever reason, like the animations don't transfer from OBS to twitch and it makes no sense to me i tried different settings i tried everything else didn't work i have no idea no clue so i don't know if it's just something wrong with rp golf or there's something wrong with my pc which could be a possibility i present to you the case of the d animator oh wait that's later in the episode the d animator coming soon to a are you afraid of the dark segment near you <laughs> <laughs> um rp golf is interesting though it's a, it's a short little game it's like I think it's three or four dollars on on Steam. It's not expensive. So I, I oh man, I'm, I'm going to try again one day to stream it. I'm going to try again, but I just don't know if it's going to work. I don't know. It's crazy. Uh, another quick little game I want to talk about. Uh, Dolings Arcade. Dolings as in D-O-U-G-H-L-I-N-G-S. So like dough as in pizza dough. Dolings Arcade. What this game is, is basically a breakout or any type of brick breaking game where you have a thing on the bottom a ball and you shoot it and you're breaking things so what you're doing is you're you're trying to free these little creatures called dolings uh i think it might be an ios android game because it, it's set up very much like cut the rope it's set up very much like okay. angry birds where you know you go okay you're on stage one and you have like a map and you have stage two three four five and each one has a certain number of stars one through three that you could earn per level so i think this is a i think this is a a mobile game that just recently came to steam the developers reached out to us and asked if we would play the game and talk about it on the show and talk about it on our stuff though so i said sure um it's it's a fun game but i'm just not a mobile person so i i think the uh the, the whole mobile aesthetic kind of kills it for me a little bit but i i do like breakout type games i do like brick breaking games i mean i used to play the crap out of them when i was younger my aunt and i used to play them all the time together it was one of the things that we had in common um we we love those types of games so and it, and it's a unique twist on it because you're not actually like breaking them you're trying to set the dolings free 
another game that's not expensive on Steam. I definitely, if you like those type of games, it's worth picking up. And there's a lot of replayability because each stage you can earn one through three stars. You try to get the three stars, a lot of replayability there. And it seems like a massive game where it has like, you know, tons of stages for you to go through. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting game. Definitely worth checking out. One game I want to spend quite a bit of time talking about is Conan Exiles. Uh, I shout out to our friends over at Funcom because they did provide us. Unfortunately, they provided us with two codes. Uh, I I did not realize it, though, until it was too late, because the first code they provided to us was a PS4 code, which was supposed to be your code. Um, They only sent us the PS4 code first. They didn't send us the PC code till the next morning. So when I got the code, I obviously, you know, chances usually when I get one code, I never get another unless they come in together. Like if both codes come in at the same time, I was like, oh, cool. Okay, cool. That's what happened with Yakuza. When we when we both got codes for Yakuza, they came in together um, when they came in this time for code and exiles. The PS4 code came in at like 2 p.m. the day the day that I installed it. And I was like, oh, sweet. I'll install it because it's like a 40 gigabyte download. I started my download on the PS4. I was like, OK, cool. This will be my Twitch game for tomorrow. Tomorrow rolls around, I fire it up, and crap, I forgot that to play online for a PS4, you have to have PlayStation Plus. While I'm doing that, I get another email that I got the PC code for Conan Exiles. So legit, while I was getting ready to fire it up on on Twitch that day on PS4, I got another email with the PC code. And I reached out to you. I even said, hey man, I already installed on the PS4, do you want the PC code? And you're like, no, not really, I don't really want to play these games on PC. Um... And I was like, I, okay. I, I, I literally said, just do, play it for the fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have PlayStation yeah. Plus. I don't want you to hold you back for playing. Right, yeah. So the issue was I couldn't play it on PS4 because I don't subscribe to PS Plus. And I haven't had PlayStation Plus in about seven or eight months. Just because I never really multiplayer game on PlayStation Plus. Most of the multiplayer stuff I do is on PC. So I, I just kind of... And, and the PlayStation Plus games that, that are free every month, I usually already own. <laughs> or... <laughs> You know, don't or mind missing while, or or don't mind missing out or we'll play it eventually. So I don't know, like I just haven't had PlayStation Plus in a while. Uh, eventually I'll get it back. But so I installed it on PC as well and I checked it out on Twitch this past Friday. I am enjoying it. It's definitely a probably the most fun I've had in a survival type of a game. So when you start the game, you start out in like this barren wasteland of a desert. And you, that's where everyone starts out. You're basically naked. You can choose to be fully naked if you want to. But if you don't want to be naked, because if your streams, you know, like if you're doing it on Twitch and your stream isn't for mature audiences or, you know, you're trying not to have nudity on, on YouTube or something, you can actually choose to be partially clothed to where you, you have a loincloth covering your private parts, basically. Um, I think I think for the female characters, I don't know if they can actually cover their their chest, but I know they can cover their their bottom well, half. Well, let's use the proper word. It is Tata. <laughs> so when you start this game, you have to go around and basically collect things. You have to harvest plants. You have to pick up sticks. You have to pick up rocks and you basically are crafting everything like you have to from making your own clothes to making your tools to making weapons to eventually building shelters building beds trying to survive everything you do is up to you like the game doesn't give you anything except for the materials to make things um you as you level up you do get attribute points you can put into like strength vitality agility encumbrance which encumbrance is very important encumbrance is dictates how much you can carry so that that's probably the most important stat that and strength so I, I've really been dumping my points into five categories, um, strength, agility, encumbrance, vitality and um, survival. 
are the five that I've dumped it in. But the two that are most important there are strength and encumbrance. Probably a third would be um, vitality because that affects how how quick your health either drop or how how much your health drops down. So if if you lays that up more, you obviously could take more hits. Your health becomes bigger. Your health pool is bigger. Those are probably the only five stats I'll ever dump points into. Uh, you also get uh, feat points, like stri- or like skill points you can activate to where you can learn how to build more stuff. Like you can build better houses, you can build better weapons, better armor. And you unlock that kind of stuff as you go throughout the game and get higher up in level. I think when I finished my stream, I was like level close to level eight or nine. Um, but that's barely with any fighting. That's all gathering. That's all, you know, building. Uh, so I obviously built clothes. Clothes is the first thing you want to build and you want to start scavenging for food. Uh, the food that you can eat at the beginning of the game are basically like bugs and eggs. And it's kind of gross because as you're harvesting plants, sometimes you'll get like a handful of insects and you kind of just want to keep those because the, they will satiate your hunger for a little bit, but they don't really give you a boost. Obviously, bugs wouldn't really give you a boost to your hunger, but it'll definitely help you out for a while because your hunger is consistently dropping as you play. And every couple of minutes you have to eat. So yeah, every couple minutes you have to eat, you have to satiate your hunger. Uh, You definitely want to stick as close as possible. You can to water sources because you do get thirsty as well. So I built my, I built my shelter on an Island kind of where no one else was. I'm on a public server. There's 50 of us on the server. I I did not see a single actual player the entire time I was on the server. Oh, wow. Um, But the map is quite big. So I, and, and I built my shelter about, maybe 15% of the way into the map up in the islands up on, on, on the, uh, on the water source. Uh, there's a couple alligators on this Island, but they kind of leave me alone. If I don't go near them, they don't go near me. So I built my shelter there. Um, I have my bed there. I have a fire so I can cook stuff, but that's all that I've got really right now. I'm definitely but going to other players and their shelters. Can you like take their stuff? And there's two types of servers, PVE and PVP, PVE, no PVP. Yes. Oh, OK, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, because this is the first time I've played the game, I am on a PVE server. So I kind of wanted a an introductory experience to kind of learn how to play the game. I will play on a PVP server eventually because I think that'd be hilarious. Um, I did see a ton of people's houses. I did. Um, there's a bunch of people that build houses on basically what everyone in the game calls noob highway, because like the the where you start out, it's like a basically a like broken down like a road pillars everywhere. And if you walk straight, you'll eventually reach water. And then there's a bunch of houses to the left and to the right. Everyone builds houses on noob highway because that's like the first area of the game you come to. I did not, um, but I did explore everyone's houses. Like I looked at them to get ideas and to see what you could potentially do later in the game. I kind of want to build further North because somebody in chat was talking about, and it makes sense to me, the further into the map you go, the less competition there are for resources because a lot of people don't go further into the map. Um, However, the further into the map you go, the harder the enemies get and the, the harsher the terrain becomes. So it's it, it, it's pretty much a, a balance. I, I kind of know the idea where I want to build my permanent base on the PVE server. So I think next time I play the game, I'm going to work my way towards that. Uh, my, my house that I originally built sucks. Uh, my foundation is totally screwed up. My walls are not, you know, they're not adjacent. The, the, the place sucks. There's holes in my roof. Um, it, it, I just, it was bad construction all around. I did a bad job. I needed Jessica's help because she's usually good at building houses in like the Sims. <laughs> so it, it, it was pretty bad. I'm going to try again. I'm not going to restart my character, but I'm going to basically, um, I'm not going to dismantle that house. I will eventually because I won't need it. I'll go back to it eventually and dismantle it because uh, there's no point of it being there. But uh, and but the only thing that sucks is when you dismantle it, you don't get the actual stuff back or else I would just dismantle it now. 
So I that that's three hours worth of resource grinding that I used to build that house, and I don't really want to let it go to waste. So that will be my base for now, but I'm going to eventually start working my way further north. I'll have more to say about this game next week. I'm going to keep playing it throughout the week. I'm going to I I think this game will get boring. I do. I think this game would eventually get boring after like 50 or so hours. I could easily see this game get monotonous because it's the same thing over and over. But for the first initial playthroughs, I definitely think this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the last game I want to talk about this week, the last game that I can officially talk about, I think is going to be one that you're going to ha- finally be happy to hear me say. Say it, Brian. Say it. I finally started Hellblade Senua Sacrifice. Thank you, sweet baby Jesus. I practically <laughs> begged and pleaded with you last week. Yeah. There, play this um, game. So I had some time the other night. It, it was kind of late in the evening and I wasn't tired. I had already done. I had stopped streaming on Twitch. I had nothing to edit. So I just fired up Hellblade. Um, I got maybe two and a half hours in. Um, which path did you take? Because you, you have the option. It's, it's open for which way you go. Oh, you for, mean for, at the start of the game? Yeah. Fire. Okay. So so that's the way I went first. Um, and, and that's basically what I did. So I did the initial opening and I did the fire path. Now I have to go back and do the other path, correct? Yes. Um, what I will say, though, is I, <laughs> I and I know you talked about this game briefly, but I didn't realize how uncomfortable this game was going to make me while playing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually I wanted to keep playing because it was only like two o'clock when I stopped. I could have kept playing for a few more hours, but I legit had to stop because the game made me uncomfortable. Like and, and not uncomfortable to what I didn't like what was going on. Uncomfortable and like legit the way the game made me feel was uncomfortable. That's the point. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously they do give you that warning like at the start of the game about psychosis and all this kind of stuff, but they definitely drive the point home and and they 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 mess with the player. Obviously, through the binaural beats and through the constant talking, like the game is constantly talking to you. You hear multiple voices all over the place. And I'm using these headsets. You know, it's a seven point uh, seven point one surround sound headset that I'm using. I do um, the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I use these. I use my other my, my, my big headset. Yeah. Yeah. I'm using a seven point one surround set HyperX Cloud 2, one of the best headsets you can get right now. Um and it just, I mean, voices literally all around my head, like all, all around, like they're the, just constantly talking and the game just, it, it definitely plays with your emotions and it, it, and it messes with you. And I obviously I knew it was going to do that, but I didn't realize, like, I, I feel, I felt like when I played the game, it would be more Senua who is, who is experiencing it, but it's not, it's you, it's the player, which is crazy. And I, and I actually really, really like that. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool. I'm, I'm going to try to finish it this week. Um, but I have to I have to play this game in chunks because of the way it makes me feel while playing it. I can totally respect that. Yeah, it's, it's a, it, you're going to you're going to enjoy it because you've only just begun. Yeah, but I do know that I'm already like probably 30 percent of the way through the game because the game's only seven hours long. Maybe. Yeah, it, it sounds about right. Yeah, no, I, I looked up. A, I looked up a how long to beat and the average playthrough is about seven hours. So um, and, and I and I tend and I tend. Have you completed the fire side? Yes, I, I'm back to the door where I, I'm I, I'm back oh, yeah, at about, the door about, that about I can five. walk through about, about five hours. Yeah, so you said two. That's all right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm about to walk through the next door, but I stopped at that point. Like I went back to that area. Um, wh- what was the name of the is it? Oh, it started with an S. The fire boss. Do you remember? No, I remember the other one's name. Okay. I the other one is Val Robin. Yes, Don't yes, worry. yes, 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 yes. Don't worry, you'll hear that a lot. <laughs> uh, Val Robin is also a ride at Cedar Point. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I forget the name of the fire, the the god in the fire, the fire realm that you go through. But 
it reminded me so much of a Dark Souls fight. Like, that fight was crazy. And I'm assuming that all the fights like this, the boss fight, the, the regular enemies are easy. The regular enemies in the game are not challenging. And I'm just playing on the normal difficulty. And it's, and it's crazy because combat... You can't just pull your sword out anytime. Combat initiates. Combat when initiates are- when the enemies are around. So you can't prep it. You can't be ready. Like, so generally what happens, enemies will get the first hit on you. They do. But a- after that, you can start guarding and, you know, dodging and, and attacking. But they usually get the first hit on you every time because by the time they spawn and start lunging at you, Senua finally has her sword pulled out. So. <laughs> yeah. um, what I will say, though, it's so interesting playing this game after finishing God of War. Yeah, okay. because everything, everything correlates. Everything is basically obviously a Hellblade came out this first. Norse, yeah, this is a Norse tale. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's legit the same realms. It's it's everything. Oh, man, I don't know. Just it's different. Like, it's so cool playing this game after playing God of War. It is because I obviously being a fan of Norse mythology know some things, but I know a lot more now after playing God of War. So I, I recognize all the different realms that they're talking about and all the gods and stuff from playing God of War. And it, it, it's fresh in my mind because I just finished God of War two weeks ago. So uh, that's the last official game I can talk about. I played a lot more. Don't worry. I played a lot more games. I just can't talk about them yet, uh, but I'll be playing them more this week. So, all right, let's jump into the weekly scoop news report. We have 16 items on the list to talk about this week, but we're going to breeze through some of these. Uh, as always, we kick things off with big news. We actually have three stories that actually fit the big news this week. So we're going to talk about all three. First one I want to talk about. Nintendo has detailed Nintendo Switch online. It's paid subscription service launching later this year in September that will expand the online functionality of Nintendo Switch. Let's talk details. First of all, you'll get online play. Battle it out or cooperate with players around the world in compatible games like Splatoon 2, ARMS, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, Mario Tennis Aces, and Sushi Strikers The Way of Sushido. Until September, online play remains free. After September, you will have to pay to play online. That's one of the only downsides about this whole service. Um, point number two, Nintendo Switch Online will give you access to 20 NES games with added online play for the first time ever, and more games will be added to the service regularly. With online play added to every classic game, you can compete or cooperate online with friends, share your screen, or patch the controller depending on the game. With the Nintendo Switch Online smartphone app, you can also voice chat during your play sessions. The service will launch with 20 games with new games added regularly. Launch titles include Balloon Fight, Donkey Kong, Dr. Mario, Ice Climber, The Legend of Zelda, how will that work multiplayer, Mario Mm. Brothers, Soccer, Super Mario Bros, Super Mario Bros. 3, Tennis, and 10 additional titles that have yet to be announced. So I want to play co-op Zelda. All yeah, all of the and you and I are gonna have to check this out because all these games, those games that I just mentioned are all playable cooperatively online. So you and I, I think are going to have to jump in and do some like Dr. Mario, Ice Climber, Zelda and Mario Brothers to to check out the service. (laughs) (laughs) You and I are definitely going to have to check this out when it comes out. Um, Finally, 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 save your data online for easy access with Save Data Cloud Backup. This is being added with Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, Details about the feature will be available before the paid service launches in September. What's unfortunate about this, though, Nintendo Switch is the only platform now that does not give you a free option to back up your saves. You have to pay for it with Nintendo Switch Online. PS4 and Xbox One, you can back up your saves with like a a flash memory if you wanted to. Um, But you can't do that with Nintendo Switch. There's a Nintendo. Yeah. (laughs) There's a Nintendo Switch online app, which will enhance your online experience for compatible games. 
uh, assuming it's like the PlayStation app or Xbox Smart Glass, where it just will work, you know, with with certain games in conjunction with them. And then there will be special offers from time to time, giving you special access to things and that kind of stuff. Talking pricing, if you want to subscribe for just one month, it's only four bucks, four bucks a month. No, um, no, no. Just buy the year, okay? Three three months is eight dollars, and for twelve months it's twenty bucks. It's it's definitely the cheapest online service $1. that there is. Sixty five a month. Yeah, that's fine. It's the cheapest online service there is. Obviously, PlayStation Plus is about what sixty bucks, and I think Xbox Live is fifty bucks. So, um, it's definitely the cheapest. But that's for an individual membership. If you have a family that plays your Switch. Like if you, you know, like if there were a bunch of at, like me and Jessica, we're going to have to do the family membership because both of our accounts will not be able to access the online functionality without the family membership for 12 months. It's thirty five dollars, but that's not terrible. Still, still the cheapest way to go in terms of PS4, Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, even at thirty five dollars for an entire family that covers all the accounts on your Nintendo Switch. But if for, cool. for you, you only need to pay 20 because there's just you on your Switch for now. Ladies. <laughs> so good news there. Another very awesome thing. We got two E3 things to talk about here for the rest of the big news. This one makes me so happy to report Square Enix will host its E3 2018 showcase on Monday, June 11th at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Well, it will share exciting news and announcements the company announced. This is the first time Square Enix has had a conference since 2015. And the last time they had a conference, in my opinion, it was probably the second best one of that year. Uh, that's where we got the confirmation of a new Just Cause. We got the confirmation of a new Nier Automata. Um, you know, we got the confirmation of a ton of stuff. So this is going to be an exciting show, I think. Um, and it's it's being presented in the style of a Nintendo Direct. It's not a legit. Cool. It's not a legit conference. Um, it, it's more of a digital showcase, which I'm I'm totally down for, dude. I'm down for that. I love I love the direct style. Obviously, Bethesda went that route last year and they did it really well. I don't know if Bethesda is doing it again this year, but they went that route last year and it actually worked out really well. So I think it'll work out well for Square Enix. And I do I do think this was going to be a massive showcase for Square Enix for the I next sure reason. I sure as hell hope so. For the next reason, because Sony point number three for big news. Sony also announced their E3 2018 press conference. Finally, it's also set for June 11th and that'll be happening just on Monday night, just like we thought at 9 PM Eastern time. That's when they always go, but they announced that they will be taking a deep dive into four upcoming titles from Sony interactive entertainment. Those four titles are death stranding by Kojima productions, ghost of Tsushima by sucker punch productions, Marvel Spider-Man by insomniac games and the last of us part two by naughty dog. Those are the four big games. Sony is showing. They did say that they will have some more announcements to talk about and some other things in between those games, but they're comparing E3 2018 to E3 2016. For those that remember E3 2016 was very much trailer after trailer after trailer with minimal to no talking in between. I feel like that's what they're going to do again this year. Um, if that being said, the E3 2016 for Sony was about an hour and 10 minutes long, I think. It was not a very long press conference, which makes sense now why Square Enix announced their own showcase because Square Enix has a lot to say this year, I do. I do believe because they yes, have Kingdom Hearts coming out this year. They have Dragon Quest Eleven coming out this year. They've got some new announcements coming out this year. And they have Final Fantasy VII Remake to talk about. So I'm assuming we'll probably see either Final Fantasy VII Remake or Kingdom Hearts 3 on stage at Sony's show. But I think we'll still see more on, at Square Enix's showcase as well. And I really feel like we're going to get some big announcements from Square Enix. Um, 
I don't think we're going to get anything big from Sony this year, though. I think Sony right now, Sony is kind of in that weird period because these these four games that they're talking about, Ghost of Tsushima, Death Stranding, Last of Us Part Two, Spider-Man. You think about it. That's four of like the last big titles they have for the PS4. The only other ones remaining Days Gone, which comes out next year as well, which is weird. That's not getting a deep dive. Um, Days Gone is worrying me. It really is. Um, and I think there's like what, Dreams is the other one from yes. um, from Media Molecule. So that's really pretty much it, though, for first party Sony games. Everyone else, I really feel like has already transitioned to PS5. I really feel like Guerrilla Games is working on Horizon Zero Dawn 2 for the PlayStation 5. I feel like uh, so- Sony Santa Monica and Corey Barlog, now that God of War is over, they've already transitioned to the next God of War, which will be a PS5 title. Um, yes, it will be. Don't don't kid yourself. The PS5 is coming out in about two and a half years. So Sony is not going to announce any new first party games because it takes anywhere from three to four years for a first party game to come out once it's been announced for Sony. Unless they've already been working on it and you don't know. The only thing that would be the only thing. Um, the only other thing I could potentially think of that will be here will be from Software's game. The one that that was teased at... Um, at a, at a previous press conference, the one that could be Bloodborne 2, but it might be like a remake of Onimusha or Tenchu or something like that. So yeah. we'll, ha- we'll have to see exactly what it is. But uh, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? E3 is going to be even even if it's uh, even if it's games we already know about at Sony's conference. Those four games I still need to know more about. We have yet to see gameplay from Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima and Last of Us Part 2. So if we see gameplay from those three games, I'm going to be happy. And then obviously Spider-Man is their big fall game and Spider-Man looks absolutely phenomenal. So cannot wait yeah can't wait to check that out let's move into game announcements i have a very exciting game announcement for you this week i think you're gonna love this nt creates has announced bloodstained curse of the moon a retro style action game based on the upcoming bloodstained ritual of the night it will launch digitally for playstation 4 xbox one nintendo switch ps vita 3ds and pc May 24th. Next week. $10. I got 10 bucks. This is an 8-bit Castlevania. Um, I can do that. This was announced on Kickstarter as a stretch goal, and they hit it, so they're putting the game out. Uh, We have a trailer for this to watch tomorrow on Game Uncle, so join us tomorrow and check out the trailer. But let me read you the the description. Battle with swords and whips in this retro-style action game brought to you by game creator Koji Igarashi, obviously Castlevania, and Inti Creates. Play as Zangetsu, a demon slayer bearing a deep grudge who must travel through perilous lands to defeat a powerful demon lurking in a dark castle. Zangetsu will meet fellow travelers along the way who can join your journey as playable characters. Switching to these characters with their unique abilities will unlock new paths through the treacherous stages your choices in recruiting these characters your your choices in recruiting these adventurers will change the difficulty of the game and may even affect the ending bloodstained curse of the moon is an 8-bit game promised as a stretch goal of the 2015 kickstarter campaign for bloodstained ritual of the night so we'll have the trailer to watch tomorrow on game oracles for this game uh this is a this is a day one purchase for me too i mean yeah this is a day one purchase for me too uh the next game announcement is finally happening finally happening capcom is going to release monster hunter generations ultimate which released in japan as monster hunter xx on the nintendo 3ds they're releasing it for nintendo switch here in north america and europe both physically and digitally on august 28th for 60 bucks the 3ds version was not announced for the west surprisingly enough uh it's only coming on the switch uh this game has been obviously for people that like monster hunter people have been begging for this game to come over 
Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is the follow-up to Monster Hunter Generations and marks the Monster Hunter series debut on Nintendo Switch as an exclusive. Hunters can face off against the largest roster of unique monsters in any Monster Hunter game to date. Players take on the role of a brave hunter challenging larger-than-life beasts that yield valuable resources used for crafting unique weapons and equipment. Accept hundreds of quests solo or with friends in this nostalgic look back at the series' beginnings and evolutions. Along the hunter's journey, players must defend each of the game's four villages from major threats known as the Fated Four, plus an even more dangerous new Elder Dragon. This game features a blend of classic gameplay and unique new twists, brand new explorable areas and monsters, plus returning fan favorites like the lightning-fast Zenogger, I think that's how you would say that, Zenogger, and the stealthy long-tailed Nargakwa. Fans will be able to play in tabletop mode or in a handheld mode on the go, with up to three other hunters locally or online when it releases on August 28th. This is going to be a big game for the Switch. This is going to be a big game for the Switch. We do have a announcement trailer to watch for this tomorrow on Game Oracle, so as always, join us and check it out. Next up, we have Moscow-based developer Munfish will release Atomic Heart, an adventure-first person shooter set in an alternate universe during the high noon of the Soviet Union. This is coming to PS4, Xbox One, and PC later in 2018. Atomic Heart is an adventure first-person shooter, events of which unfold in an alternate universe during the high noon of the Soviet Union. The main character of the game is a special agent who was sent to a highly secret object by the Soviet government after it went radio silent. Soviet setting with a pitch of insanity, action-packed gameplay, and a thrilling story will keep you entertained for the whole duration of your journey into the world of Atomic Heart. Unfold the secrets, restore peace and order, and show the motherland that what you got. You want to show the motherland what you got, dude? Absolutely not. I'm American no. and I only believe in America. <laughs> um, we have a trailer for this to watch tomorrow on Game Oracle. So as always, join us tomorrow morning and check it out on YouTube. Da comrade. <laughs> da comrade, yes. We have a couple more games to talk about still, though. Finnish developer Action Squad Studios has announced Iron Danger, a new genre blending tackle t- uh, tactical, tactical RPG with simultaneous turns and time rewinding mechanics for PS4, Xbox One and PC. A release date has yet to be announced. Iron Danger is a story-driven tactical RPG with simultaneous turns. It is a streamlined, action-packed, single-player game in which repetitive grinding is kept to a minimum and every moment advances the story. The player controls Kapuna and one of two individual companion characters in tactically challenging battles against a variety of different threats. At center stage in combat is the unique time-shifting mechanic that represents Kapuna's magical influence over the flow of time. It gives the player the ability to rewind at any point with fraction of a second precision, pinpointing strikes to enemies' unguarded moments, deflecting and dodging attacks exactly when they happen, synchronizing magical and physical attacks to overwhelm difficult enemies, and overcoming impossible odds through trial and error. Iron Danger challenges you to think of combat and puzzles from a different perspective. You may be an experienced gamer who knows all the tricks, but you've never played a game like this before. So we'll have to see. That's a cool, that's a cool idea. You know, to, to win a battle, you pretty much can go flawless because if you pinpoint every shot. Flawless victory. Mortal Kombat, baby. Uh, Last game announcement this week. Konami has officially announced Pro Evolution Soccer 2019 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. PES 2019. Yep. Shout out to our friend Michael Mannion, friend of the show. He's a huge fan of PES. It's the only soccer game he ever plays. Uh, It will launch on August 28th in North America and August 30th in Europe, Australia, and Japan. Does it play any good games? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. Let's go ahead and talk sales and sales and revenue. Total worldwide shipments and digital download sales for Monster Hunter World, which released this past January, have exceeded 7.9 million Capcom announced last week. 
that's insane. <laughs> that's t- that's a freaking ton, dude. Um, Mostert- only like twelve of those. Only twelve of those people are even in the United States. That's so pretty impressive. <laughs> you well, when you when you take this into consideration, Monster Hunter World is now the best selling title in Capcom company history. Wow. So this is how this is their company top top uh, top ten bestsellers. More than Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Monster more, than Hunter- Street Fighter, more than Street Fighter Five, the greatest game to ever be given to this world, you mother. <laughs> let me let me tell you the top ten. Monster yes. Hunter World is now the top ten for, is, is number one for Capcom company history at seven point nine million. Number two, Resident Evil Five at seven point five million. Number three, I don't agree with Resident Evil Six at seven point one million. Resident Evil Six sucked. Number four, Street Fighter Two at six point three million. I was going to say, yeah, I had to be up there. No. Number f- number five, rightfully deserved, Resident Evil 7 at 5.1 million. That should be up there. That should be number two. Number six, Resident Evil 2 at 4.96 million. Number seven, Monster Hunter Freedom 3 at 4.9 million. Number eight, Monster Hunter Generations at 4.3 million. Number nine, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate at 4.2 million. And number 10, Monster Hunter 4 at 4.1 million. I believe this list is a bunch of BS. There's no Mega Man up there whatsoever. Mega Man's never sold more than 4 million copies, dude. Look it up. To my heart it has. Yeah, but look it up. Mega Man's not a best Mega Man's not a multi-million selling game. It sold maybe 1 or 2 million, but no not nowhere near 4 or 5 million. We got to make that change, guys. Okay? Not going to happen. We'll buy, everybody, we're all going to buy the next Mega Man game 5 times over. The only we'll the only friends. chance Mega Man has is if if Mega Man 11 is good. That's the only chance Mega Man has to crack the top 10. And I'm hoping it, it is. Be, it, it will be good. I'm hoping it is. Um and, and an update to the story, apparently total shipments for Monster Hunter World topped 8 million as of um, as of last week. So that was updated on the story after, after the fact came out. So, yeah, no, that's that's huge, dude. Monster Hunter World, obviously, I, w- I'm, I played the crap out of the game when it first came out. Um, it, it was a great game, and it's definitely the, the only Monster Hunter game that I've actually ever enjoyed. Uh, I won't pick up Generations Ultimate, the one that just got announced for Switch when it comes out, because I don't like traditional Monster Hunter. And if you can look, obviously a lot of people liked Monster Hunter World in that style over traditional Monster Hunters, because it sold almost double what the other Monster Hunters did. 7, 8, 9, and 10 on that list were all Monster Hunter games. The only one that actually cracked that in the top is World, which was different. So interesting to think about. Let's go ahead and talk teases and leaks. We have two to talk about this week. One of them completely changed the game when it comes to E3 predictions. So mm. Walmart Canada basically pulled the trigger early on a ton of pre-orders. And it, a lot of people pass these off as just speculation until Bethesda rolled along and basically confirmed one of theirs to be true. So let me read this. Uh, first of all, let me give you the list. So the list that basically they released... A new Assassin's Creed for PS4 and Xbox One, Beyond Good and Evil 2, Borderlands 3, Destiny Comet, Dragon Quest Builders 2, Dreams, Final Fantasy 7 Remake, Forza Horizon 5, which is weird because Forza Horizon 4 is not even out yet, but I'm assuming they <laughs> meant 4, uh, Gears of War 5, Insurgency Sandstorm, Just Cause 4, The Last of Us Part 2, Lego DC Villains, which is a cool idea, Metroid Prime 4, NBA 2K19, Rage 2, which is the one Bethesda confirmed to basically be true, Splinter Cell, Super Smash Brothers, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, and WWE 2K19. So basically, how how Bethesda confirmed this to be true? A brand new Twitter account was made about a month ago titled At Rage Game. This was before this was before the leak came out. 
So the Twitter account for at Rage Game was made about a month ago before the leak hit. Um, they tweeted out, hey, Walmart Canada, here are a few notes. And they took a picture of it uh, because the the pre-owner says, you know, it's just a black box. that says Rage 2. They actually took a screenshot of the leak and said incorrect key art because it's just a black background missing age rating because the age rate, the ESRB rating is not in the corner. And it said Rage 2 is in the wrong font and it's not all caps. And then they put a big anarchy stamp over the um, the whole thing. So basically, they confirmed it to be true. And then Industry Insider uh, Shinobi602, who knows a lot of things, actually sent in a gift to that tweet with um, Rihanna basically just winking and pointing and laughing. So it basically pretty much confirming that all this is just true. Uh, and then Pete Hines, obviously, we all know who Pete Hines is. He, he tweeted out, dude, after all that happened. So, like, you know, just... It's true. Rage 2 is happening and Rage 2 deserves to happen. Uh, Rage 2 will be one of the big announcements at Bethesda's conference. But anything that's on that list now, it, it sucks for media outlets, podcasts, YouTubers that do E3 predictions. Because if you predict something on that list, you're basically not, you know, you're, you're taking the easy way out. So here, here at Level Down Games and the Maximum we Podcast, that. we're not taking the easy way out. I will tell you for a fact, we had things on this list that that got leaked. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I'm fairly confident both of us had Splinter Cell on our list. I know I had something about The Division 2 on my list. Um, I did not I have... Gear, I, I, had, I had Gears 5. I, I was going to shock did. you. Uh, I was going to shock the world like Gears 5's coming out. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't have Gears 5. I didn't have Rage 2. I didn't even think about Rage 2. So, but uh, anything on that list, we're not predicting. So if it, if we had anything on our list, because today obviously we're doing the uh, third party third party um, predictions for E3, we've taken them off our list. But because of that, we've reduced our list to eight each. So, um, Walmart Canada, you suck. Last season leak, Capcom is going to release two major titles in addition to other titles by March thirty first, two thousand nineteen, according to its latest financial results presentation. While Capcom did not announce what those two major titles are, it is likely we will hear something about them at E3. I'm um, going to predict one of them in a little bit. Don't you I, worry. I do not think Monster or not Monster Mega Man 11 is one of those titles. That is not one of my picks. No, I do not think it is. All right. All right. All right. Random stuff. Random stuff. We have. Uh, oh, thank God. I was dreading the delays. There we go. Random. No, no delays. Every single week. We haven't, had, we haven't had a delay in weeks. We haven't had a delay in hey, weeks. You know I worry. I know. Uh, <laughs> random news. Random news. So, following a tease a few weeks ago, if you remember, SNK has officially announced the Neo Geo Mini. Did you see this thing? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's a video game console featuring 40 titles from the 1990 release Neo Geo. It basically is a tabletop arcade. So, it's not massive like we thought it was going to be, but with that yeah. with that tarp draped over it. Uh, it. It's probably about the size of, like, a mini PC, and you set it on a desk, and it's got a joystick, it's got the arcade buttons, and it's got, like, a, a three-and-a-half-inch screen on it to where you can actually see the game. That's actually a pretty cool idea. Um, it's 135 millimeters wide, 108 millimeters deep, 162 millimeters in height, and weighs 600 grams. 3.5-inch screen, HDMI terminal input for TV monitors. It has a headphone port and two external controller ports if you don't want to use the included uh, joystick and buttons. Uh, and obviously comes with the power supply. Uh, it looks really cool. 200 bucks. Uh, a release date, price, and title lineup was not announced yet. Okay. Keep it under 200 bucks. I hope so. I, I, I think when they first said it, they were going to, they said they were going to try to keep it around 200 bucks. So uh, I would easily pay 200 bucks for this. I, and I know you would too. It looks really yeah. cool. It's a fair price. Uh, Nintendo is going to release an adjustable charging stand for Nintendo Switch on July 13th for 20 bucks. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, so the adjustable charging stand will allow the switch system to be charged while in tabletop mode. 
So that way um, you can basically set it on the charger and it and it, it angles towards you. So if you're playing the game, you can actually put it on a charger now instead of just having it lose continuously lose battery okay. power. Uh, obviously, before the only way to charge it would be to plug it directly into a wall while holding it in handheld mode or dock it while you're in TV mode. Was the, were the two ways to charge it before uh, this? This charging stand at 20 bucks is actually a good deal. I'll probably pick one up. Because um, it, it's perfect for, like, if I set it here on my desk next to you while I'm working on stuff to play the Switch, I'd, I'd love to have it plugged in so that it doesn't just... I, 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 I bought an extra charging wire, so I play it, like, in bed. So I just plug the wire in and boom, yeah. boom, boom. Which is because you mostly play it in handheld mode. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. Um, let's go ahead and talk about this right for a second. Electronic Arts is going to make a Battlefield announcement on May 23rd. Uh, a newly launched website dubbed Never Be The Same teased the May 23rd reveal. The image attached to the post was taken from the image defined for Twitter cards and the source code of the website. So we'll have to see what it is. Um, a lot of people are speculating, though, it's, it's going to be a return to World War Two. So Think we'll so? have to see. Yeah, it's most likely going to be a return to World War Two. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. Uh, two things to talk about. Code Vein, obviously, that anime Dark Souls vampire game that you and I are both looking forward to mm-hmm. coming from Bandai Namco. Supposedly, it's going to launch in July, according to 3H Distribution OY, who handles the distribution of Bandai Namco's titles in Finland, Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. In an email sent to press highlighting release dates for many titles it plans to distribute in 2018, um, it said that it has Code Vein listed for July. Uh, in an update, the latest episode of GameStop TV also lists Code Vein for a July release. So I have a feeling Code Vein is going to get announced for July, probably at E3. Most likely at E3. Why, why are you giving away all my picks? If you had that on your list, that's weird. Kidding. Yeah, I'm going to say, if you, had, if you had that on your list, that's weird. Um, last actual bit, bit of news to talk about this week, the Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC versions of Crash Bandicoot and Sane Trilogy have been moved up in release date and not delayed. What? So before it was previously planned for a July 10th release date, it is now going to launch on those three platforms on June 29th. Nice. So they moved it up to the end of June. That's even better. Like, it's the exact mm. opposite of a delay. Yeah, it's the reverse of a delay. I could have put that in the... I should have said that was a reverse delay. I don't know. As always, that is releasing on June 29th. Let's talk about what's releasing this week in the new releases for the week of May 14th. We actually have quite a few games this week. Um, nothing really big, but the, what's interesting is the Switch is getting a lot of stuff this week. So let's kick things off with tomorrow, Tuesday, May 15th. Coming to Nintendo Switch is Battle Chasers Night War. Battle Chasers Night War is an RPG inspired by the classic console greats, featuring deep dungeon diving, turn-based combat presented in a classic JRPG format, and a rich story driven by exploration of the world. This game released on Steam back in October. Uh, It was published by THQ Nordic, developed by Airship Syndicate. Somehow this missed my radar. I'm going to check this out. THQ Nordic does no wrong by me. THQ Nordic's been doing a lot of good things, so I'm I'm going to I'm gonna go I'm gonna look into this game. It might be something I pick up on the Switch. It might be something I pick up on Steam. It's thirty bucks on Steam, so we'll have to see. Um, but I, I'm definitely gonna play this game eventually. It looks interesting to me. Also coming out tomorrow on PC, PlayStation Four, and Xbox One: Little Witch Academia: Chamber of Time. This is the game we obviously talked about before here on the podcast. We've seen it on Oracles, yes. Yeah, we've seen this on Oracles. Uncover the mysteries at Luna Nova Academy and experience the magical world of Studio Trigger-style Japanese animation. Join Akko and her friends to work as a team, exploring dungeons, casting magical spells, and using witchcraft to ultimately discover the seven wonders and solve the mysterious shift in time. Believe in the magic and utilize power and friendship in this side-scrolling action RPG beat-em-up. This is a game I definitely want to play, but a game that I'm going to not play right away. 
I definitely want to play this, but I will I will pass it over for now because I have way too much stuff to play. But eventually I will check this game out. Also coming tomorrow, a game that I have been playing, but I haven't really been able to talk about still, coming to the Nintendo 3DS, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. It's finally releasing. A spatial distortion full of demons appeared in Antarctica, threatening to engulf the Earth in Shin Megami Tensei's strange journey. The United Nations responded by tasking a team of highly advanced specialists with piercing the, with piercing the anomaly and figuring out how to stop it from the source. Well, get ready to don your demonica once again in this new expanded port Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. Expect new story content, additional endings, a new dungeon to explore, and more, and the return of this sci-fi-tinged SMT adventure. So pretty cool, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, how's it? How is that game? It's it's pretty good, man. It's pretty good. Um, I, I'm really liking it. Official reviews should be dropping soon, if not by the time this podcast posts. I, I forget when the embargo is, but um, I'll, I'll have they more to say. Can't embargo it past the day that the game sh- comes exactly, out. Exactly, exactly. They never do. <laughs> but uh, I've I've got some good things to say about the game. It's a fun game. It's a fun game for sure. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on to Thursday, May seventeenth, coming to PC a game called Far Lone Sails. Traverse a dried out seabed littered with the remains of a decaying civilization. Keep your, keep your unique vessel going, overcome numerous obstacles and withstand the hazards, the hazardous weather conditions. How far can you make it and what will you find? This looks really interesting, dude. This looks really interesting. You're basically this vehicle just traveling a desolate land and trying to find things. It's weird. It's interesting, and the art style is great. Art style is phenomenal. This is a game I'm going to pick up, I think. I'll play this. Uh, Also coming on Thursday, May 17th to Nintendo Switch, The Banner Saga. Live through an epic role-playing Viking saga where your strategic choices directly affect your personal journey. Make allies as you travel with your caravan across the stunning yet harsh landscape. Carefully choose those who who will help fight a new threat that jeopardizes an entire civilization. I cannot recommend this game enough. Obviously, I talked about this a couple weeks ago when we watched it on Game Oracles. If you've yet to play the Banner Saga, no better time to jump in. Buy it on the Switch. This game deserves your support. This game is fantastic. Just keep in mind, a physical edition is coming out this July for the Switch, which will include the Banner Saga 1, 2, and 3, because it's the entire trilogy. This is just the digital release of the first game. So eventually later this summer, the entire series will be coming out as a physical collection. Also coming to Nintendo Switch on Thursday, May 17th, Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles, which is a perfect game for the Nintendo Switch. Unwind and enjoy the slow life in Yonder, the Cloud Catcher Chronicles, a relaxing open world adventure game. Yonder is set in the world of Gamea, a natural island paradise with eight distinct environments ranging from tropical beaches to snow-capped summits. I did play this game on Twitch several months ago. You actually watched me play it. It's very mm-hmm. much a Zelda clone. This is a perfect game for the Switch. I think everyone should probably pick this up. If you have a Switch, you're going to love this game. We got two more games to talk about coming to, uh, not tomorrow, Friday, May 18th. It's tomorrow based on what I, the, the day I was talking about, Thursday. So Friday, May 18th, uh, coming to Nintendo Switch is Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, a game that I am absolutely getting. <clears throat> Cut down enemy hordes as Legend of Zelda characters in full 1080p TV mode or in two-player on one system. Link and Zelda can battle in costumes from the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild game, while Tetra and King Daphne's appear in scenes based on the Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Find and care for fairies who will aid you in battle. All features and downloadable content from past versions of the game, including my fairy mode and elements from the Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, can now be enjoyed in crisp HD on the Nintendo Switch. This time, you won't face the dark sorceress Sia alone. Command legendary heroes and villains in battle to achieve objectives as you unleash special attacks. Advance the story to unlock characters, each with their own moves and weapon types. Collect rubies and other items to upgrade weapons and craft badges, which bolster your warrior's abilities. The fate of Hyrule rests 
in your hands, but apparently not Frank's hands because he's a loser and refuses to play this game. <clears throat> I don't get it, man. I don't get you. <clears throat> I don't I don't get you because it's freaking Zelda. I don't no, get you. It's not Zelda. It's Dynasty Warriors. With Zelda I, I, I don't get that mentality at all. I don't. It's so that that is so stupid <clears throat> thinking to me because you love Zelda. You love the Zelda characters. You love the Zelda lore. And this is telling a great Hyrule story. Like you're missing out on something special here. This game's great. <clears throat> this game's great. This game's great. Stop doing that. The last game this week. <laughs> the last game this week is also a Nintendo Switch game. Nintendo Switch is getting a ton of games this week. Uh, Little Nightmares Complete Edition. Okay. There you go. Do you remember nope. your <laughs> Do you remember your childhood fears? Immerse yourself in Little Nightmares, a dark whimsical tale that will confront you with your childhood fears as you help Six and the Kid escape the Maw, a vast mysterious vessel inhabited by corrupted souls looking for their next meal. You played this not on I Switch, but you played this game. I, I played on PS4. I'm hoping it's the complete edition with all the DLC in there. It is, it is, it is, it okay. is. Okay. It is. Yep, it absolutely is. Absolutely worth a shot. Um it's beautiful as is, but like the game itself is pretty fun. Yeah. Cool. 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 Pick of the week this week. What are you thinking? Oh, it has to be Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. Uh, no, I'll give it out to Little Nightmares. Okay. I, I think it's a, I think it's a damn good game to play on the Switch. Uh, I think everyone should actually play this game because I had a blast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I still haven't played this game, so I, I definitely want to check it out. Um, I am giving the nod to Hyrule Warriors because I think it's the best game coming out this week. It's a great game. You're, you're missing out by not playing this game. I think uh, it's one of the stupidest decisions you've ever made as a person is to not play this game. Trust me, I've made a whole lot stupid decisions in that. <laughs> I, I know you have, but I know you have. But this game is not playing it as a, as a dumb choice. You need to play this game. I think you need to take my word for it and play this game because you'll like it. Brian, I, don't, I don't usually I steer you wrong with games. Brian, I got one thing to say to you. Hmm. <laughs> Hey guys, Brian here from the Max Level Podcast. I want to talk to you real quick about the Technisport gaming chairs. Are you in need of a new chair for your office, studio, or gaming space? Technisport is one of the leading manufacturers for gaming-related chairs. In fact, scholars have long debated the origins of the Pro Gamer series. The most common theory is that a mad scientist created the first prototype by crossing a racing car with the Lazy Boy. However, gamers claim to have known these creatures for thousands of years, and some streamers insist that they have always existed right here in cyberspace. Go to technisportusa.com and use the offer code LDG, stands for Level Down Games. Offer code LDG to save 10% when making a purchase. I myself bought a Technisport gaming chair back in March of this year, and let me tell you, it was one of the smartest decisions I have ever made in a very, very, very long time. Before this chair, I had an executive leather office chair that my girlfriend and I bought at either Staples or Office Max about six years ago. It leaned back way more than it ever should have. The padding was completely gone. It was like sitting on metal. I did my research. I looked around at different companies. I landed at TechniSpark Gaming Chairs. Yes, we have the affiliate with them. There's a reason that I chose them to do the affiliate though. I really feel like they're the best gaming chairs out there on the market. The one I have is extremely comfortable. I sit in my chair 10 to 12 hours a day. My legs don't fall asleep. My back no longer hurts thanks to the adjustable pillow for both my head and my back. The armrests are adjustable and they can go in different positions and it's like sitting on a cloud. My butt never gets tired. 
it's great. I love this chair. It's exactly what I needed for someone that works at home and does this 24 seven. Again, sitting 10 to 12 hours in a studio, working on videos, streaming on Twitch and making stuff for YouTube. I highly recommend it. Techie Sport Gaming Chairs, look no further if you're looking for a new chair. Let's get back to the Max Level Podcast. It's time! We're in E3 season, baby. We're here. We've made it. We've made it to E3 season. Obviously, with all these teasers and leaks coming out, I think we have to finally start doing our E3 predictions. But we're going to do it different this year. We're going to do it different this year. Yeah, we are. We are going to split them up. So... On today's episode of the Maximal Podcast, all we're focusing on is third parties for E3 predictions. Next week on the show, we're going to do our Microsoft E3 predictions. The week after, we'll be doing our Sony E3 predictions. And the week after that, the week, the final episode before E3, but the final episode before our live episode, which is happening on June 11th. Don't forget to tune in to twitch.tv slash games. We'll be recording the episode live at 11 a.m. on Saturday, uh, June 11th. June 9th. Oh, yeah. June 11th. It posts. You're right. June 9th. Yeah. June 9th. Good call. Good call. Join us June 9th. Join us June 9th. June 11th. We won't be live. June 9th. Yes. Uh, I, I I don't I didn't mess that up in the uh, pre-recorded stuff, but I did mess that up there. Yeah. June 9th. June 11th is the day that it posts. Yes. Um. So you will not hear anything specific to Microsoft first parties today. You will not hear anything Sony first party or Nintendo first party today. All that you're going to hear is third party stuff today. Before the leaks, we were going to do 10 each. After the leaks, we're going to cut it down to eight. They definitely knocked out some of my good ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, but, but not my great ones. Yeah. We're going to, um, and, and I, oh, man, I, I feel like I could probably come up with stuff off the, off the fly faster than you can. So what I'm thinking about doing, because I know That's you That's a little only... disrespectful, Brian, but okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, I just tend to know more what's happening in the industry. So I, I stay up to date on it more. That's all. That, that's all that I'm saying. So what I'm thinking about doing is letting you do all of yours first instead of going back and forth. I don't know. Do you want to uh, do it that we'll, way? We'll, or no? we'll, go back, we'll go back and forth if we over if we overlap. Okay. It simply means it simply means that it's a good indication that we're both in the same wavelength. Okay. If we overlap, that sucks. Um, it sucks, but we'll say. Let's let's not overlap for Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo though, because we're only doing five there's each no, for those. There's, there's, there's no way. We're only doing Microsoft, five. We're only doing five each for Microsoft, Microsoft Sony, Sony Nintendo. Nintendo. I went very, very off the wall. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I'm a lot more grounded here on my picks. And even then, some of these are pretty out there. But okay. So here's what I want to do. Um, if you say something that I have on my list, and I'm gonna let you go first. If you say something that I have on my list, I am going to try because I have more than just eight. I have like 13. I'm going okay. to try to pick something else and not say it. If I run out of stuff and you keep taking all my things, I'm gonna have to start crossing over with you. Okay. Um. If I say something though that you have on your list, just have that be your next one. So like if okay. if I if for my if my first one I do something and then that's also on your list later on, just do that one next and say yeah we cross over there. You know what I mean? Okay, fair for so, fair. So okay, we'll do it that way. But I'm gonna try not to cross over with you. If you cross over with me, just make that your next pick since you only have legit the streams. Okay. Try not to cross the streams. Full try not to cross the streams. Try not to cross the streams. But I'll let you go first. Take it away with our third party E3 2018 predictions. The Bethesda conference will. Okay. Give us a definitive release date for Starfield. Okay. There you go. See? Nice and easy. Easy in there. You have to basically, uh, I have that on my list. Um, Okay. 
I, I, but I can, I can delete it. I can easily delete that. So my, my wording for it, because like I said, I have more, my, my wording for it is Starfield is real. Cause it has yet to be officially announced. Bethesda uh, officially. Be a full, full, I think it's going to be a full release. And oh, it will be a full, a full presentation. I said Bethesda full officially announced Starfield at their press conference Sunday evening um, it, it, with a full gameplay presentation, much like they did when they announced Fallout 4. And to the shock of almost no one that knows how Bethesda operates, it will be launching this November is how I worded that. I did not pick the launch date. I just simply said we will find out the launch date. So, okay. Yeah. I like the expansion though. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm going to stick with Bethesda for my first pick. Obviously, we know Rage 2 is a thing because they pretty much already confirmed it. But I do think Bethesda will have one more announcement at their press conference. I think we'll see three announcements at their show this year. Starfield, Rage 2, and Doom 2. Doom 2 is officially announced at the Bethesda conference and is a direct follow-up to the most recent entry in the franchise. You have that? That's... That's my other Bethesda. Okay. 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 Oh, I like that. I, I, like I said, we're on the same wavelength. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Okay. Uh, so I'm just, so, so that was your number two then. So I'm just going to go ahead and move on to my number two. I'm going to go. Uh, all right. You probably have this on your list too. Uh, how do I want to word this one? Because I want to make sure that if you have it on your list. Okay. I got this. Square Enix. I'm going to go Square Enix for a second. Square Enix finally has a lot of things to say because they have their own press conference this year. And I feel like one of their major things that they're going to talk about at the show this year will be Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, we're going to get a full blowout of information on Final Fantasy VII Remake. We're going to see gameplay. We're going to see more than just that opening area. And I'm going to predict that the game is no longer going to be episodic and it will be released as a full game when it's ready. Potentially... Whatever. Whenever that is, probably no sooner than 2020, 2021. Um, I, I could say that being the soonest this game is done. I could even see this game being a crossover PS4, PS5 title. I actually initially had that and took it off just to play it safe. Cool. Cool. Um, but I will st I'll stick in the square uh, thing here. Okay. I'm saying that we will see some early gameplay from the Avengers game. Okay. I, I didn't predict the Avengers. Cool. I don't think they're going to tell they may tell us a release date, but I don't think they're quite done. It's not supposed to come out until I do believe April of next year. Um, Sometime in 2019 is all we know. I, I, I know the movie comes out and I'm assuming if they're smart, they'll cross over in the right time, but they probably should. They probably they should would, you know, ride the hype train if you will. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm assuming a very, at the very least an early gameplay trailer will be released for the Avengers. Okay. We know they're, we know they're working on it. Yeah. We know um, Crystal Dynamics see. is working on it. Yep. Crystal Dynamics is definitely hard at work on that game. And I will absolutely just pop like a little kid. Like, Oh my God. Oh, I'm, exci I'm excited for that game, dude. I'm, I'm totally excited for that game. So, uh, okay, number three on my list. I'm sticking with Square Enix again. Square okay. Enix pulls out one of the biggest announcements of the week at their press conference or press presentation with Final Fantasy X-3. We obviously have Final three. Fantasy X. We have Final All Fantasy right. X-2. I feel like and I feel like it's time for Final Fantasy X-3 because this was teased several years ago with some artwork, but that's all that it was. Uh, people pass it off as just the, the artists having some fun. I think there's something more to it. So I think Final Fantasy X-3 is going to be officially announced this year, which is the other major reason why they're having their that own press be, event. That would be huge. I have a feeling that they've been secretly working on this since the remastered release of Final Fantasy X and X-2 on PS3 and eventually PS4. Um, the biggest surprise with this, it's going to be released in spring 2019. That soon, huh? That soon. Yep. Okay. Let's see here. Let's go Capcom. 
Okay. We I'll, know they're ca- gonna have I'll, go, big... I'll go Capcom next then too. Because we no, agree. Well, they're no, going no, to they're, have some, they said they're going to have some big announcements. Two. Two potential big announcements. Two. Two. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Which has already been officially announced, but you're saying they're going to finally see it because we've yet to see it. That's I literally have Resident Evil Two full reveal trailer. There you so. go. There you go. Yeah, because they 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 teased they they teased that they were working on Resident Evil Two remake like two years ago. Yeah, and that's the last we've seen of it. Last we've heard of it. Obviously, we know it's got to be coming. I want to say holiday 2018, but that I'm makes not. sense. It, it makes sense. It's the best time for it. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Fingers crossed. I want that game. I don't have that on my list, um, but it makes sense. And I, I definitely see that being one of the two games. I easily do. All right. I'm going to go with a third party who is near and dear to my heart. Let's talk a little bit about Cyberpunk 2077, baby. We already know that CD Projekt Red is going to be at E3. They said they are going to be bringing a game to E3. If it's not Cyberpunk 2077, I will be fairly disappointed. Uh, I th- I, I really do. Uh, fi- Cyberpunk 27, obviously, CD Projekt Red, developers of The Witcher. The Witcher 3, mm-hmm. Wild Hunt, one of my, probably my favorite game of the console generation so far. I absolutely love that game. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 is the game that they announced while working on The Witcher 3 the, with the cyberpunk girl sitting there, bullets flying around her head. Oh. The game looks phenomenal. I am very much looking forward to this game. It's going to be at E3, a full reveal, official trailer. We'll see gameplay. It's most likely going to be on stage at Microsoft show on Sunday. Uh, the Witcher was demo. on stage. Playable demo? Play, no playable demo. No. Okay. Um, this will be on stage at Microsoft show because The Witcher was also on stage at Microsoft show before it came out. So I have a feeling this will be at Microsoft's press conference. It's a great game to show off at Microsoft show. Um, this game is going to be amazing. I, I I really feel like this may steal the show of the uh, may this may steal E3 2018. This could be the game of the show based on how it looks and how it plays. And I'm going to say this game comes out. I like predicting release dates to a mine I, for whatever reason. I like predicting release dates. April 2019. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it. If you were wrong, I shall crush you. That's fine. I'll lose the point if I'm wrong. But <laughs> I because I like putting release dates in there to make my my predictions more exciting. All right, I got. To, I'm down to two studios here for my picks. I got four things across two studios. Okay, cool. Go for it. I'm gonna go Ubisoft. Okay. We're gonna get a full release date, full trailer, full shebang, and maybe even playable demo. I'm going that deep for Skull and Bones. I am excited for that game. You know, you know how how much how hype we are for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I, I'm more excited for Skull and Bones than I ever was for Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Because um, obviously Sea of Thieves did not impress me. Now, granted, I could say the same thing about Skull and Bones after I see it in action. If it looks like the same as the gameplay as Sea of Thieves and they show the same areas over and over and over again, my hype level is going to be deflated on Skull and Bones. But I'm hoping that there's more to Skull and Bones than just what Sea of Thieves had. Yeah, because Sea of Thieves fell off pretty quick. It sure did. It sure did. Okay, Skull and Bones. I like that. Um, because obviously all that we saw last year was the announcement trailer. Yeah, so we, we, know, we, we know it's a thing. Yeah, we just we got to <laughs> see gameplay. So so gameplay for Skull and Bones. I think that's a safe bet. I do think that's going to be there. Um, let's talk. Let's talk EA. Okay. Titanfall developer Respawn is officially going to unveil their Star Wars game that is currently in development. And it will look 
amazing with the restructure of what was going on or uh, I'm sorry with the restructure of what was going to be visceral games and Amy Hanning Star Wars experience all eyes are now on respawn entertainment to deliver an epic Star Wars game that we deserve because obviously visceral games is and Amy Hanning Star Wars is now going to be a Star Wars you know online or persistent world or whatever the hell they're going to do yeah. with this game they, they've, they've butchered it uh, Titanfall 2 the in the year that it launched, which was 2016, when it came out alongside the Call of Duty that year, Battlefield, all that stuff. Titanfall 2 was my favorite FPS that year. Titanfall 2 was phenomenal. I have full confidence that Respawn Entertainment can deliver a great Star Wars experience. And I do feel like they're next. I feel like they're because obviously Battlefront 2 has already been released. Uh, I feel like I feel like Visceral Games would have been next before they restructured it. But now that it's been restructured, Titanfall is next. I'm not sorry. Titanfall Respawn is next. The Titanfall developers. I don't think this game is going to be this year, though. Unfortunately, I do think this no, will be a 20. 20- I, I don't do, think I, it- I don't think so either. No, I, I do. And if it is this year, that's a great surprise. I do think this is a 2019 release because I have a feeling that Visceral Games, what they were working on, will be now 2020 because they have to redo so much of that game. So I think they said they wanted to try to have one Star Wars game per year. So it'll be interesting what fills the gap later this year. Maybe it will be response game. I don't know, but I don't think this is ready yet. But I do think we're finally going to see it exactly what it is because we've yet to see it. All we know is that they're working on a Star Wars game. I picked Titanfall three as my reveal. I, okay. I feel like it's. I feel like it's something I think it's just sneak in on us because no one's expecting it. Okay. I don't think it's a. I don't think there's a chance because they're working on Star Wars. I think that they're going to at least announce that they're working on it. We're going to hear something. Maybe, maybe this will be the announce for it, but we won't get the. Okay. Um, but uh, I mean, it's it's been a minute. It's really it's what 2016 was. 2016 was Titanfall two. Uh, Respawn only has like 50 or 60 people. I don't think they have a big enough team to work on two games, which uh, that's why I don't think we'll see anything on Titanfall three till after Star Wars comes out. Don't get me wrong. I want to see Titanfall three and I hope you're right because Titanfall two was an amazing experience. I love Titanfall two. Um, I would be down for an announcement for Titanfall three, but I just don't think it's time yet. But if you make it happen early, you're not going to break this boy's heart. No, no, mine either. All right. Get this. I got a good one here for you. Get this. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. It's back. But here's the twist. Tony Hawk walks out on stage during EA's press conference on Saturday and officially reveals a brand new partnership between him and EA, no longer with Activision, that will see a new Tony Hawk game releasing in 2019, which was before they signed Tony Hawk, before they signed him to a partnership, this game was going to be Skate 4. But when they got Tony Hawk, they rebranded it as Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I will mark out hardcore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I, I would love that. I hope this happens. I, you know, if, above all so far, I want this to happen. Me too. Me too, because there were rumors of skate. There were rumors of skate four years ago. Yeah, there were rumors of skate four years ago. Uh, The skate four developers, I forget the name of the studio, but they're no longer in existence. They got shuttered uh, as EA tends to do. (laughs) Just what they do. But um, the the, the skate four stuff, I'm I'm assuming is still out there. I'm assuming the, uh, you know, the 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 concept work or whatever they were working on is still out there. So I have a feeling that if, if EA signed Tony Hawk, which I don't think they did, but I, I, I this prediction is totally out of left field. So, um, but, I, but I like it. I no, like it I know. It, it, but, but I have a feeling that Tony Hawk 
obviously wants another game under his name just because of the the crap show that was the latest Tony Hawk's game a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, and I have a feeling that that partnership soured with Activision because of that. So I have a feeling that he would have signed a new deal with another company. EA makes the most sense to me because of the Skate 4 rumors several years ago. So I have a feeling EA pulls those assets from Skate 4, gives it to a new studio, and we get a rebranding of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. That would be the greatest thing ever. Yep. They, they would win E3. Potentially. Potentially. I got two big heavy hitters now that I say for the end. Okay. I have um I have five left, so I've got two officials, yeah. but I'll, I'll give you three three um three honorable mentions. I'm gonna give you a nice big heavy hitter from Ubisoft. Okay. Rainbow Six Siege Two. That would be a surprise. Okay. Not only is this gonna happen, uh we're gonna, I, I don't think we're gonna get a release date, but I think we're gonna at least see a full cinematic trailer. Okay. That would be a surprise because Rainbow Six Siege is still very popular, especially on Twitch. Still a really popular game, so I could I easily I could easily see that happening. Yeah. I was like, you know what? What 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 would shock the world? And that's my, my, my last my last one will definitely tickle your pickle. But uh, okay, okay. Um, I, I think that, I think that, I think that would be something huge. And like I said, that's gonna be massive for Twitch. Right. It would be. It would be. All right. For my official penultimate pick, then I'll go with Warner Brothers Interactive. So I have a feeling that Warner Brothers and Rocksteady will finally announce what Rocksteady has been working on for the past several years since Arkham Knight. And what is and what is it? Oh, no, no, don't don't lie. Surprise, surprise. It's Suicide Squad. I figured you were going. Yeah. Game looks incredible and it will leave fans with their mouths watering for more information and gameplay. All I have a feeling all we're going to see is a trailer. I don't know if we'll see gameplay, but I will say that the game will get announced for a 2019 release date. You know, the only reason I didn't pick something like that, and I honestly thought about that, mm-hmm. was because of the leak. The leak saying DC villains for uh, for. But for that's Lego. Lego. But that's Lego, though. I know, I know. So I was like, are they really going to have a Suicide Squad? And uh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I I feel like if if they're not if Rocksteady is not working on Suicide Squad, then they're working on Superman. And I'd rather them work on Suicide Squad than Superman. I would. They're working yeah. on one of the two. They are. They're working on one that. of the two. That's, yes. that's a given. Yeah. Yes. If they're not, then they've been keeping it under wraps that they're working on, which is great. What's your final pick? What's going to tickle my pickle? From Ia. Okay. We're going to get a sneak peek. Just the tip. Dragon Age 4. I didn't pick that because I feel like Bioware is going to be shuttered before Dragon Age 4 gets announced. <laughs> you know they're not. You know they're going to get the, they're at least going to get Dragon Age 4 out of them before they shutter them. I don't know, man. I actually so so legit. I had Anthem on my list originally. Okay. And what what I had on my list and, and I deleted it. So this is not even an official pick, but uh not even an honorable mention. I deleted it. I said Anthem will be shown off at EA's press conference and it will get slammed critically and by fans alike. And this will cause EA to delay the game further out of the spring 2019 release which will ultimately end up silently canceling the game before the end of 2019 and Bioware gets shuttered before Anthem even releases. Let's hope that doesn't happen. I could easily see that happening because Anthem looks like a crap show right now. Like Anthem is not not hype for me at all right now. This could change. This could change at E3. We know we're going to see Anthem. If Anthem looks amazing, then oh, count me in. I'll be there. I love Bioware. I just have a feeling that I could easily see Bioware getting, you know, shuttered before Anthem and definitely before Dragon Age 4. Um, I want Dragon Age 4 with in the in the worst way though. I do. I really, really, really. I know. Do. You, I know you do. You're a huge fan. So I am really I. do. Okay. My all fi- right. So let's, all right. Let's do our Microsoft picks. No, 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 no. I still have my <laughs> final pick. <laughs> my my final pick for third parties. This one, 
I let me let me tickle your pickle for a minute. Let me, let me do that for you. We have a game going to be announced. I don't know which press conference. I couldn't pen it down. Maybe Microsoft. A game is going to be announced and it will be set to release in fall 2018. That game is Mortal Kombat 11. It's impossible. I keep my finger to the pulse of Mortal Kombat at all times. <laughs> Mortal, Kombat 11, does, Mortal Kombat 11 officially revealed at E3 2018 with a fall of 2018 release. That's not fair because if it comes out in June and it's released in the, the fall, I'll be online for like three months. I have to go to work and shower. And, and don't forget Soul Calibur 6 is also this year. I know. I think going to spend so much money on fighting games. <laughs> uh, so you have no unofficial honorable mentions because you got through your eight. Yeah, because... And our, our only, our only cross damn you, damn you, damn you, Canada for uh, screw me over. Doom two. Our, our crossover cross. was Doom two. So here are my three unofficials. I have one for Capcom that I didn't pick because you picked it. Um, it wasn't Resident Evil two. It was Resident Evil eight. I said Resident Evil eight is officially teased from Capcom after the massive success of Resident Evil seven. It's sticking with the first person controls and is doubling down on the VR aspects. That's what I said for Resident Evil eight. Um, potentially the other, the other big game from Capcom, I, I have a feeling you're right with Resident Evil 2 remake for, for this fiscal year that they said by March, 2019, the other one will be Devil May Cry 5, which neither of us picked because we know it's going to be there. Yeah. We, we, so we didn't pick anything that we knew was going to happen. Yeah. Devil May Cry 5 is most likely probably 95% confirmed for E3. Uh, that will be Capcom's other game for this big fiscal year. Um, the other thing that I said Persona 5 Velvet, or whatever they're going to call it. Obviously, we had Persona 4 on PS2, and then eventually we had Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. So Persona 5 came out last year. I have a feeling that Persona 5 Velvet will be the follow-up to Persona 5. It will be a variation of Persona 5 with added characters and story elements, much like Persona 4 Golden. It may release on the Vita, but they may just stick with PS4. Or if this is a PS5 launch title, who knows? Uh, but Persona 5 Velvet could potentially be a thing because they always usually do a, a restructuring of Persona games every single time where they add new characters like Persona 4 Golden had Marie in it and she wasn't in the original Persona 4 game. And she was a fully character, a fully fleshed out character with a whole side story that you could explore and, and even potentially date. So um, I have a feeling that they'll do something like that with Persona 5. And my last prediction for third parties, there will be no less no less than five new Battle Royale modes and or games announced spread out across the various third party showings being EA, Ubisoft, Bethesda, Square Enix, Capcom, Konami and Activision. I think it's a very conservative number. <laughs> yeah, no less than five <laughs> spread out across the entirety of E3. Third party is only, though. Microsoft, yeah. Sony and Nintendo would not count. But it had, it had to be third parties, but doesn't have to be a game. Doesn't have to be, you know, PUBG. It could be Red Dead Redemption 2 with a Battle Royale mode. Yes, it could exactly. be it could be something like that. So there will be no less than five new Battle Royale modes and or games across third parties. But that's not an official. That's just an honorable mention. So those are our official 16 picks for third parties. Eight from me, eight from Frank. Next week, we'll have our five picks each from Microsoft. So tune in for that. But before we do that, let's talk about a little revisiting the classics. What are you going to hit us with this week? Uh, you know what? I was thinking about what got me into playing a certain game that I okay. love. Okay. Um, And that game, I'll just I'll spoil it right now, is a little game called Pokemon. Oh, we're doing Pokemon. We're going to Pokemon. Okay. Um... I got into Pokemon Train pretty early. I got it pretty much September of 98 was when it came out. Okay. September, here you go. September 28th, 1998. That's what happens when you pull things up as you're swapping. Uh, <laughs> sure. 
So I had heard about this game in Japan. Okay. Uh, I believe it was one of the magazines uh, it was showing this. And it's like, hey, look at this. You got little monsters to fight each other. I like monsters. I like fighting. Mm-hmm. Is this the and original Pokemon we're talking about? The original Pokemon. Okay. Red and blue. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. In the United States. Okay. Uh, I, I initially had Pokemon Blue. Because as everyone knows, I have yet to play the Pokemon franchise. You've ever played? So I initially bought Pokemon Blue, um, and I'm, I'm all about the one-player game. I always was. Mm-hmm. Me too. Because uh, I, I, you know, I have sisters, and I mention them all the time. They, they actually don't feature in the story at all, believe it or not. Oh um, come on! You know, say, Where's Nicole? Game. I like Nicole. <laughs> no one else does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, I, I got this game, and I knew nothing other than a couple of cutesy pictures I saw in a magazine about okay. monsters fighting each other. Okay. As Brian knows, and as, as you know, we did the revisiting the classics, not much of a Japanese RPG guy. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, so this game was a bit of a learning curve for me. It was like, okay, this is turn-based combat. Okay, we can do that. That's fine. Uh, and it was leveling up characters. Okay, that's pretty cool. Uh, what really hooked me on this was... You could. It's something that you never really see. I've never seen this before in another game. If you had the Game Boy, uh, the, the the cable, you could trade monsters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So I first bought this game, and I didn't tell any. You know, I don't. Who cares? I, I, I'm not telling anybody I bought this game. I bought a game for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I brought it to school because, as if we tell past stories, you know, Dummy likes to bring his Game Boy to school. Right. Even even, even though your mother tells you not to. Right. Uh, so I brought, I brought to school and I see other people at school playing Game Boy. I'm like, yeah, what game you playing? Pokemon. Oh, you have, oh, that's cool. You have a red one. I have a blue one. Mm-hmm. And the guy turns to me and he goes, oh, do you know that we could trade the Pokemon that we don't have in the game to each other? I'm like, what do you mean we could trade the Pokemon we don't have? And he's like, yeah, you, you can't get so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so, and I can't get this one because, you know, they, they, they lock them out, so you have to trade them. I go, how the hell do you trade Pokemon? And he's like, you have to get the cable. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I went ahead and I caught the Pokemon that he needed. I, I remember Oddish being one of them. That's a little uh, like onion-looking guy. Okay. So I went ahead and I caught the Pokemon for him. He caught the Pokemon for me. We're sitting in science class, and we're trading Pokemon. And I'm like, this is the greatest experience I've ever had in my entire life. I'm getting... <laughs> uh, and, and we battled afterwards. Uh, there's certain Pokemon in the game that only evolve if you trade them. Really? I didn't know that. It's, um, th- th- there's a ghost trio. There's Ghastly Haunter, Gengar. Haunter will tra- only ch- uh, turn into Gengar when you trade him. Same thing with uh, there's a rock trio, Geodude, Graveler, Golem. So Graveler, you trade him for Golem. I'm sure there's other ones where I'm forgetting off the top of my head, but those are the ones I know for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. With the chop, choke, push up. There you go. Uh, so you trade them and they evolve. So you have to trust the other person to give you your guy back. Okay. Because oh, you're about to train him for the, the top level Pokemon, so you have to try. He didn't give my guy. He he, did, he refused to give me my guy back. Okay. That's cool if you're online with someone. Okay. If you're it? online, somebody. If you're if you're online, someone screws you. What are you gonna do? But you can't do that to me face to face. Okay. I was like, no, give me my Pokemon back, or I'm taking your game away. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and then he goes, well, I'll tell the teacher. I go, you can tell him that I took your video game. He's like. That you're not allowed to have. So, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I, I managed to bully somebody and give, give me a Pokemon back. That's right. <laughs> I strong arm someone to get a digital creature. Be a star. Be a star. Don't be a bully. Uh, so, yeah, but 
Pokemon, uh, there was 150 catchable characters. Mm -hmm. There's 151 Pokemon. There's one that was a special event only. Yeah. Uh, it's Mew. Uh, but I caught them all. I, like, it was it was one of the greatest. Gotta catch them all. It, yeah, there, there was a cartoon that went with it. And, mm -hmm. But I've never played a game like this before that had so many different dynamics. And, and you, you're a Japanese RPG guy, so you understand, mm -hmm. like, yeah. uh, th there's a whole battle system based upon, you know, this beats that, this beats that, that beats that. So there's, yep. that was a new thing for me. So it definitely got me into the mindset that, like, hey, I could play these kinds of games. This, Which, I, I will say, Pokemon introduced, introduced a whole new generation to Japanese RPGs. So I'm surprised that you never explored other JRPGs after Pokemon. There were little ones in between. I played a few things on PlayStation that you're like, oh, I can't believe you played that. Mm -hmm. uh, but like, I, I was I was never a big JRPG guy. I just I liked Pokemon for just simple. I like to catch monsters, like to train them, I like to name them, and you know, it was it was my own little personal solace. Okay. And I would have been fine playing this game by myself to all of perpetuity until someone says, you know, you can't catch them all by yourself. Right. And kind of like clicked in my head like, oh, crap, I have to be social. I have to have friends. I have to actually be nice to people. Yeah, I got to let them play Pokemon Go. So, and I'll include her in the story on the back end now here. Uh, when the, the next generation, Yeah, when the next generation of Pokemon games came out, uh, which was uh, Gold, Silver, and Crystal, mm -hmm. I went ahead and I bought my sister a copy of Silver. I had Gold. This way I can get my Pokemon without having to actually socialize with other people. <laughs> <laughs> you used her. You used Nicole. It's what I do, okay? <laughs> and she didn't even want to play the game, so I actually ended up playing the game twice on my own. So. <laughs> That's generally what people do for Pokemon, so that way they don't have to socialize. You buy both yeah. copies and you play them, and then you trade with yourself. And so yeah, live in your sad little world. Yeah, I don't do that anymore. Now, um, in newer Pokemon games, there's actually a global trade exchange, so you can mm -hmm. actually put thing up, say what you want, and you almost always get it, so you don't even have to be social. Oh, is that true? That's a thing. Yeah. Um, or I could trade with you by a long distance. Like if you have something I want, you, you know, we could just trade it. I don't need to actually, well, that's a, that's a friendship. We actually know each other. Do, each you, other. do uh, you think that when Pokemon comes out on the switch, there will be two versions? That would be weird. That but really they, would be weird. But they, but they do it on the three DS every single time. You know, that's, uh, that would be, it, it would be odd. To, to put a different version on a console, but I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think I think they will. I think this is going to be a mainline Pokemon. I think we're going to see two different versions because because you you really don't need you really don't need two versions anymore, thanks to this global trade exchange. Sure. Um, I was able to get every single Pokemon from the last game without any issue whatsoever. So the fact that they locked but certain characters up me, but you wouldn't have been able to had they not released obviously Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. They had different Pokemon in each one. So you wouldn't have been able to, but I was. Yeah. Cause, cause like, but what I'm saying is you wouldn't have been able to had there only been one version. They, they, there would have been less Pokemon is what I'm trying to say. Less Pokemon with only one version of the game. You still would have been able to get them all for whatever game you purchased. And if that was the only game that was out, that would have been all of it. No, I was able to get all of them from both games is what I'm trying to say. No, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, okay, say you bought sun, right? I have Ultra Sun, yeah. Yeah, so if Ultra Moon wasn't a thing, the Pokemon that are in Ultra Moon just wouldn't have been there to begin with. There would have been, there would have been that many less Pokemon. They wouldn't have just added them to Ultra Sun. So if, there's Ultra only one if, there, if there's only one Pokemon game, then they wouldn't, they wouldn't be locked away. They'd all be there. Well, exactly, exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. So I, I, I think it's cool to have two versions to where you still have to trade even online. You still have to trade. The easier way to do this is to make one game, but region lock. 
Pokemon. Ooh. So that you have to so that you have to trade with people in Japan. You have to trade people okay. in Australia. So uh, it, it would make like oh you have the Pokemon you catch in your homeland are different. They did that with Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go, uh, there were certain Pokemon yeah. you could only catch. You could only catch at certain places, which would be which, cool. Which, which is why, which is why um, Xavier Woods from Up Up Down Down mm-hmm. when, when Pokemon Go was going, you know, WWE travels the world. Yeah, so he got like, them all. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going hunting for this one. We're going hunting for that one because yeah. Yeah, he's going to Australia. He's going to Japan. Right. He's going all over the place. Right. So that, that would be cool because it would help build a better global community. Right. No, that'd be cool. Pokemon, Pokemon seems to be more about that nowadays anyway. Mm-hmm. Build, building that global community together. And If there are two versions well, well, of the I, game. No, 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 all I want is to play by myself. <laughs> right. If there are two versions of the game, you and I have to get the separate versions. Absolutely, one hundred percent. I because, always do that with any Pokemon game. I always find a friend who's getting it and make sure you, you know I'm buying it. That potentially that may be my first Pokemon game. It might be. I'm gonna try to play some other Pokemons before it comes out. I just don't know enough time. So, I, I do want to play some other Pokemons though. I may have to send you a copy of like Pokemon Red and Blue just so you can uh, t- well, t- take the take the, ver- take the version it, experience and jump right in. It, it, couldn't I play like uh, like Fire Red or Leaf Green like the better experiences? No, you're going to suffer like I did, you schmuck. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Um, yeah, that's our retro gaming history. Uh, there, my majority rewind. Uh, I just, just, come on, save player one. Let me play by myself. Hashtag save player one, baby. But uh, hashtag kickstart my heart as well. Oh, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kickstart my heart. Hope it never stops. I got a good one for you this week. I got a good one for you. Um, this this actually just launched on Kickstarter last week, I think it was. And it's another retro style game. Obviously, you know, yeah. here at uh, here at Level Down Games, the Maximum Podcast, we love our retro style stuff. This game is called Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos. T-A-S-O-S. So Ruins of Tassos. Rogue Heroes Ruins of Tassos is a four-player action RPG with roguelike elements combining procedural dungeons and an expansive overworld. Watch that trailer as I read about it. Uh, It looks very much like uh, Link to the Past. And it even says it here in the overview. Rogue Heroes is a co-op action RPG and pixel art inspired by 16-bit classics like A Link to the Past and Harvest Moon, while adding modern features and design. Rogue Heroes is far along the development towards the early access release coming shortly on PC. With your help, we can finish out the PC version to 1.0 and release it on the Switch, PS4, and Xbox One. So they're currently trying to get funding of $20,000 to help finish the game. They're sitting at 4,706 uh, 4, at the time of recording on Saturday, May 12th. It may be higher when the podcast releases on the uh, 14th today, Monday. So we'll have to see. But they have uh, 29 days to go still as, as of time of recording. So I, I have a feeling this will make it. Uh, it seems like a fun game. It seems like an interesting game. And it's a game I definitely want to check out. Uh, Rogue Heroes yes. features. Yeah. Exactly. Rogue Heroes features classic top-down sword slashing combat with a large set of tools, spells, and weapons at your disposal. Fight through six-plus dungeons, each with their own style, room layouts, and unique dangers. Dungeons are procedurally generated to connect handmade rooms and mix up the layout so no two runs are ever the same. Keys, puzzles, and traps are mixed up. Even with the same rooms, things won't always play out the exact same way. Combining randomization with hand placement gives replayability without the fallbacks of an interesting design that can come from full random generation. This just looks so good, dude. Like, the dungeons look like A Link to the Past 100%. Like, legit um, Link to the Past 100%. And then there's, like, freaking hockey and ice skating minigames that you can do that look like Brian, straight out of Harvest Moon. I, I need you to go ahead and uh, put $200 towards this game now. 
at $200, this game will give you the ability to sign an NPC. I want Brian in this game so bad. <laughs> I won't do that. I can't afford that, Brian. dude. I can't afford that. Come on now. I can't afford that. Uh, you can play solo or co-op with up to four players through the entire campaign beginning to end. Build up your village into a bustling community. Take down the dungeons that threaten the outer areas and collect tools to open up your world. Max out your hero and take them into the infinite dungeon to see how they stack up against a never-ending onslaught of enemies, traps, and puzzles. What I really like about this is the fact that you have full control over building up your town. Again, town building, one of the major things I love about games. That's why I like level five. I like Nino Kuni. I like Dark Cloud. I like White Knight Chrono. I love building up my town. Act Razor from, you know, from, from the old SNES. I love building up a town. So the fact that you're letting me do that makes me very, 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 very happy. You can just even says here, you choose what to build and where to build it. So that's actually really, really cool. All right, Brian, how about at least jumping in at the $50 level? Fifty dollars is a digital copy of the game plus a soundtrack, your name in the credits, and one on on one of the tombstones in the graveyard area. Maybe. If you won't be if you won't be a player, if you won't be an NPC, at least kill yourself. Maybe, maybe I'll kill myself. Maybe I'll maybe I'll kill myself. It says uh, fish, fight, farm, build, and explore. <laughs> There's many things to do in Rogue Heroes, all with their own progression that feeds into the other activities and pursuits. Um, I, I just love this whole mix-up of Harvest Moon and Zelda. I think this is a perfect game. Like it won't be a perfect game, but it's a perfect concept for a game. Um, you can actually play as a knight, a ranger, a mage. Like they, they give you different classes yeah, you can play as hero, a witch. Yeah. Yep. So different stuff you can actually play as. Uh, and like I said, legit, it looks like it was. It, this looks like a weird combination in terms graphically of Link to the Past and SNES Harvest Moon. It does. Uh, I highly recommend checking this out. Go look up this game, Rogue Heroes, Ruins of Tassos on Kickstarter. Let's give them the bump. Let's help them out. Let's get this game funded. I want to play it. 100%. I want to play this game. I'm going to back this project. Are you? You guys are doing this to me, though. <laughs> just, 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 just once. Just, just once. Find a kickstart in my heart that I don't want to put money towards. Are you, going the, are you going the $15 just for the copy of the game, or are you going 20 bucks for the soundtrack? I'm, I'm going to go uh, 25 25 which will get you uh, name, name in the, the credits. Name in the credits as well, yeah. Name in the credits. Okay. Do you have, do you, what do you, what do you, oh, you actually haven't had one actually get completed yet since you've been Not doing yet. this, so. Yeah. What are you going to put? Are you going to put Frank, or are you going to put Level Down Games? Level Down Games. I'm all about the brand. Okay, cool. Hey there, Brian from the Max Level Podcast once again. Wanted to talk to you real quick about our plans for E3 2018. The kickoff begins Saturday, June 9th in the AM on the East Coast. A specific time will be announced as it gets closer as we finalize things. We're going to be kicking off our E3 2018 coverage with a live recording of the Max Level Podcast. Fear not, if you can't make it over at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for the live recording, the podcast will still be uploaded to podcast services and YouTube on Monday, June 11th. But if you want to see us do it live, that's Saturday, June 9th in the AM on the East Coast. So it'll be really early for you folks on the West Coast. But it's going to be fun. And we're going to have four days of coverage for E3 2018. As soon as we're done recording the Max Level podcast, we're going to go immediately into our EA pre-show, followed by the, our reactions to the EA press conference, followed by an EA post-show, where we're going to discuss everything that was announced and everything that we saw, our thoughts and impressions. After that, we'll take a quick break and we'll do a gaming session. And then it all continues on Sunday with Microsoft, 
Bethesda, maybe Devolver Digital. Who knows? I love their conference last year. I'd love to see them back this year. Monday is Ubisoft, the PC gaming show, Square Enix and Sony. And then we'll cap things off on Tuesday with Nintendo's E3 2018 Nintendo Direct. It's going to be fun. Our entire schedule will eventually be posted over at leveldowngames.com slash E3 2018. Don't go there yet. You'll just get a 404. It's not up yet, but it will be in the coming days as we finalize things. Just remember, keep it locked here at the Max Level Podcast over at leveldowngames.com and at twitch.tv slash leveldowngames for all of our E3 2018 coverage. Let's get back to the show. You're all about the brand. I'm all about the scares. It's time for a little... Afraid of the dark. Alexa, turn off the lights. We are deep into Ben Drowned. We are deep into Ben Drowned. And obviously, we're going to stretch this out across five weeks. Found out Ben Drowned Part 3 and Ben Drowned Part 4 are really, 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 really short. So we're going to combine them on today's episode, submitted for the approval of the Level Down Games Society. We continue the tale of Ben Drowned, starting with Part 3, which is titled Drowned. I know it's early in the morning. I stayed up all night. I can't sleep. I don't care if people see this. That's not the point. I just want the word to get spread so I don't suffer for nothing. I've lost the will to type about this. The less I dwell on it, the better. I think the video game... I think the video speaks for itself that I released. I played the Elegy of Emptiness at the first prompt I was given by the game, but I think that's what the game or Ben wanted me to do. And I can't believe I'm even humoring the absurd idea he exists within the game. He's following me now, but not just in the game. He's in my dreams. I see him all the time, behind my back, just watching me. I haven't gone to any of my classes. I've stayed in my dorm room with the windows closed and the blinds shut. That way I know he can't watch me. However, he still gets to me when I play. When I play, he still sees me. The game is scaring me now. It talked to me for the first time, not just using the text already in the game, but the game literally spoke to me. It referenced Ben. I don't know what it means or what it wants. I never wanted this. I just want my old life back. Stuff like this doesn't happen to people like me. I'm just a teenager. It's not fair. I want to go home and see my parents again. I'm so far away from home, but I just want to hug my mom. I just want to forget the statue's horrible blank face. My original game file is back just the way I left it before it was gone. I don't want to play anymore, though. I feel like something bad will happen if I don't, but that's impossible. It's just a video game, right? It can't hurt me, even if it's haunted or not. Like seriously though, it can't hurt me, right? That's what I keep telling myself, but every time I think about it, I'm not sure. Let's end of part three. Let's move on to part four. (laughs) Yeah. Let's move on to part four, which is titled Jaducible. Let me just clear things up. I know you guys are worried, but Jaducible is okay. He finished moving out today and said he's going back home to take the semester off. I'm not really sure what happened. I have a vague idea, but you guys probably know more than I do. I'm Jaducible's friend, and obviously, I've known something was wrong with him for a few days now. Jaducible, I'm assuming, is the guy that was posting the stories on on this message board, whatever it was. He stayed in his room all the time, fell out of contact with all of his friends, and I'm pretty sure he hasn't been eating anything. I tried talking to him several times, but he he would cut me off or keep the conversation brief. When I asked him about his strange behavior, it was like he was convinced something was haunting him. 
Yesterday, I came by to borrow a book, and he was looking awful, with horrible bags under his eyes. He handed me a flash drive and gave me specific instructions. He told me he needs me to do one last favor for him. He finally explained to me what has been going on. He gave me the account info to his YouTube account and instructions to post the rest of his story. He said you guys deserve to see the end. He told me he's getting away from here, that the game lured him to play again instead of trying to change things and he shouldn't have done that. He told me to upload the footage and inform people what happened. I told him he could do it himself and he got this wild look in his eye, saying he is never looking at the game again. That's the last thing he ever said to me. He never even said bye when his parents came to pick him up. I was hoping I'd at least get a chance to meet his parents, but they were in and out so quick, I never saw them. I honestly cannot tell you what happened. When he spoke, it was kind of hard to understand him. His messed up appearance distracted me too. On the flash drive was footage of the game last night, a text document with his name and a password for YouTube, and a third document called thetruth.txt that contained what he told me were his last notes that he'd taken about this game. He told me it meant everything to him that I follow his instructions exactly. Normally, I wouldn't be so to the letter for a, requ a request over a stupid game, but the way he spoke and looked made me understand that this was really serious. I've had this video since yesterday, but had to have someone help me use Pinnacle, it's really not my forte. After watching it, I had to go back through and look at the other videos on his YouTube account to figure out what was going on. Even then, I'm still really confused. The video is being released tonight, but the truth.txt will be released on September 15th, just like he requested. I don't know why he wants to wait for his notes to be published, but after what he's been through, I'll honor the request. I haven't dared peek at it yet, so the first time I see it will be the first time you see it out of respect to my friend. To answer your question, no. I haven't tried calling him yet. I think I'll give him a call tomorrow to see if he's okay or not. He should have gotten back home by now. About the video. I cut straight to when he loaded the Ben file in the game. Looking back, I realized that Judiciable left the save select screen in because it occasionally said different names. My bad for that, but all it said this time was the same at the end of the last video, which was Link and Ben. I wasn't there when he played it, but it looks to me like in the beginning he's testing out his equipment or seeing what items he has or something. Apparently they've changed randomly before. The video starts. He really wants you guys to see this. After that, I think the game got too personal for him. And that's the end of part four, Judiciable. Next week, we'll conclude Ben Drowned with part five, titled The Truth. I'm scared. <laughs> um, I will say I liked part one and two better than three, four, and probably five. I think obviously the story got a little too long, but I, I we have to finish it for completion's sake. Yes. But uh, I think part part one and two were definitely the strongest parts of the story. Alexa, turn on the lights. Please. Alexa, turn on the lights. Oh my god, Ben's behind you! Ben. <laughs> he just beeped. <laughs> that's how he speaks to you with the elegy of emptiness. <laughs> uh, that's going to bring us to the close of the podcast today. Unless you have anything else you wanted to discuss before we get out of here. Nothing. Just remember, guys, mark your calendar. It's June 9th. Live episode. Oh, it's not June 11th? It's June 9th? Really? Yeah, see? <laughs> Your boy got you. Don't you worry. June 9th at 11 a.m. Eastern on twitch.tv slash games will be live for a max level podcast recording right before we go live with our EA press conference pre-show. It's going to be a busy weekend. Eventually, we're going to have a full catalog of E3 stuff up on our website. It'll be leveldowngames.com slash E3 2018. It's not up yet. Don't go to it, but it will be soon. It'll be a full calendar of events that we're planning from that Saturday through Tuesday. There'll be press conferences, there'll be reactions, post shows, pre-shows, even some gaming sessions in between as well. It's gonna be a, it's we'll gonna be a busy four days. We're gonna try to get some guests on. Maybe maybe we'll call Julio. You never know. You never know. You never know. And and Frank, damn Bell, better make sure he tries to get Monday and Tuesday off. You damn well better we, make sure. 
He's trying. You better have put in for it already, because we're a month away. Yeah. <laughs> we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to the Max Level Podcast. We also want to thank Dance with the Dead once again for all the awesome music. If you're interested in supporting us here at Level Down Games, we can continue to do what we love and bring quality content to you on a daily basis. Remember that we have affiliate links in the descriptions for all our podcasts on iTunes and Google Play, as well as the description box on all of our YouTube videos. We've got Amazon, Tech Sport Gaming Chairs, Origin PC, and New Razor. Supporting us through any or all of the affiliate links means the absolute world to us. If you enjoyed what we had to say or watching us on YouTube, like, share, and leave a comment down below. If you're listening on either iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher, remember to leave us a rating and a review if you haven't done so already. It definitely helps us in terms of search results. If you didn't like what we had to say, let us know that too. We always take the negative feedback alongside that positive feedback. To stay up to date on all things Overdone Games, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, follow the main account over on Twitter at OriginalLDG. I'm at Brian underscore LDG and Frank's at the Frankosaurus. We're both on Instagram. I'm at Brian.LDG and Frank's at the Frankosaurus once again. We can be found on Facebook for general posts and information and finally over at twitch.tv slash down games follow our live streams which are five six and sometimes even seven days a week feel free to say hello when you drop on by and remember if you sub to us on youtube follow us on twitch and leave us a review on itunes we will send you one two or maybe even more crappy steam games from frank's ever-growing library of crappy steam games and he has a lot <laughs> and he has a lot doing all these things to ensure that you never miss an episode of Max Level, our video game podcast every Monday. Game Oracles, our video game trailer show every Tuesday. BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday. And Glow, a podcast dedicated to professional wrestling every Thursday. Plus, you'll have access to all of our video reviews, top 10 series, revisiting the classics, the first hour, unboxings, let's plays, reaction videos, and so much more. Of course, all this is also found on our main home internet, and hopefully yours as well, the newly redesigned leveldowngames.com. So the work in progress, still working on it, still plugging away, but the core design is there. So I want you to go there, leveldowngames.com. Check it out, reach out to me, let me know what you think, recommend some changes, or just tell me you like what you see. Until next week, keep gaining experience until you reach max level. Level.